0: What about Justin Lin doing Fantastic Four? Now that he's freed up uh, from his obligations what? for he Fast Ten. That better
1: the Fast movies, anyway. I, uh, uh,
0: I Star Trek Beyond. Okay, I I like
1: that one kind of visually.
0: He knows family, which
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even put it together. I I don't know why I've. <sighs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Cree and Skrull of all ages, welcome to the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow inhabitant of the ancestral plane, Travis. To break down the penultimate episode of the latest Disney Plus Marvel series, Moon Knight, entitled The Tomb. Moon Knight finally takes some time out from its Stephen Grant schedule to properly introduce us to Mark Spector in a beautiful and relatively effective episode of Marvel Television. We finally got to know Mark, and the show was all the better for it. With the latest installment of the Marvel series, didn't fix all the tonal structural issues it suffered within its first four episodes. It did offer its audience a bit of an olive branch in way of essential cohesion that was practically a wall while we spent. So much time watching Stephen Grant's bumbling realization that he was just one identity in a body that had been reformed to a house of at least two that we know of so far. And after mulling it over, I think investment has been kind of my core problem with Moon Knight uh, so far, Travis, because it's been really hard for me to embrace half of a character and like by predominantly focusing on Steven really up until this point that's what it's kind of asked us as viewers to do and mm-hmm. that's just half a character our protagonist has only been half of a person up until this point
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Steven has character traits Mark doesn't really uh, he is just kind of there uh, for the previous episodes uh and Steven if you like the the whimsy, I guess, then you're having a great time with
0: character,
1: but I don't like Steven. And he's he's just too goofy for me. Yeah.
0: Not only is he like goofy and um and, and like bumbling, but we know that Steven is only, you know, kind of a I don't want to call him like a symptom of Mark's dissociative identity disorder, but we know that he's not a full story. You know what I mean? They're not a full character until there's both of them. And we have only seen one primarily through this entire thing. Like even the brief glimpses of Mark that we've seen haven't lasted for more than like five or 10 minutes. And we've joked Mm -hmm. in like the previous episodes, how whenever Mark is talking, it's just like the vaguest, kind of quickest kind Mm of one-liners and nothing more than that. He hasn't like developed as a character. And like, while. Mark doesn't necessarily get any characteristics mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything this week. Um, he does have a wounded backstory, which then enhances <laughs> uh, Steven's wounded backstory. So <laughs> now at least I feel like there is something fully formed and like a bit more cohesion, yeah, yeah. you know?
1: Yes. Yes. I, uh, I think you're on the uh, the right track there.
0: <laughs> we get introduced to um, Mark's, like, you know, early life and actually, like, his brother, who we find out, you know, his death has been the trauma that's kind of escalated this, uh, like, mm-hmm. journey through mental illness and dissociative identity disorder yeah. for Mark Spector. I um, think we should
1: probably go ahead and say spoilers for Hereditary at this point. If you haven't said Hereditary, it's gonna get spoiled this episode, right?
0: Do you think Kevin Feige's biggest mistake with Moon Knight was getting the wrong A twenty four indie hipster directors? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have gotten Ari Aster when he hired uh, Benson and Moorhead. Like he, you know, he got the wrong guys because their Ari Aster turned it down. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's hilarious. Yeah, I <laughs> I could definitely see that now. I I didn't know what that would look like, but now I kind of do.
0: we know um Ari Aster's good good friend Robert Eggers uh (laughs) utilized his pull apparently that Marvel wanted him for some Norse kind of mythical stuff and he used that to get focus features to give him 90 million dollars to make His hallucinogenic uh Viking epic about toxic masculinity and witches and all sorts of nonsense. That was mm-hmm. The northman which uh is a beautiful little movie. Um highly recommended for sure. H- highly recommended. We discussed it a lot last week at length. <laughs> I feel bad that we I talked about it so much because you hadn't seen it. Now you <laughs> I'm
1: excited. I get it. I get it. I was man. so
0: excited. I was so amped up after seeing it. Um I took an extra scoop of pre-workout that day after knowing like what Peter Skarsgård looked like yeah, as a yeah. specimen, you know, um, where hereditary, the, um, <laughs> the, the mother like goes insane. I, I I do want to mention, so Randall is Mark's uh, brother in the comic books, mm-hmm. uh, who does grow up eventually to become a character who goes by the name of the hatchet man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) also known as Shadow Knight. (laughs) Uh, I have never read any appearances with the Hatchet Man or Shadow Knight, but I think um, killing him him off too soon was was a bummer because I I would have liked to have seen whatever the hell that is in life.
1: Unless they're doing, like, multiple layers of bullshit, and he's actually alive, and they just don't get along (laughs) Some.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the character Exactly,
1: that was being mean to Mark and
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and this this episode, I mean before we start talking about it, it does kind of beg the question of how long has Kancho kind of been grooming Mark Spector? You know yes. what I mean? Um, like making Mark Spector again like doesn't really have many characteristics but now not only does he have this like tragic backstory but he also has this like long journey of being tortured by these mystical entities you know because mm-hmm. they, there's the sequence where the the brother dies here and we see you know the bones of Kanchu basically outside yeah, yeah. of the cave
1: it reminded me of a telephone pole in, in Hereditary <laughs> are there evil ways bitches placing uh conchu symbols all over the place uh getting this child ready to die pretty
0: much is there a cult of conchu the way there was a cult of paymon king Paimon (laughs) in um (laughs) and will moon knight end with Oscar Isaac naked in a tree house with a bunch of old naked people uh, giving him a Khonshu crown. And it just ends with like a, a kind of like weird ethereal kind of um, music Stanting. playing. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one can hope,
0: huh? Every time uh, yeah. to invest in piano wire, I guess. <laughs> um, Again, the... How long has he been groomed by Conchu? Concept mm. is really fucking cool. The idea that you know the, we see the Moon Knight origin, you know the Moon Knight number yeah, one, the, the Bushman—a a
1: pretty faithful adaptation of that here. Uh, granted, we don't see Bushman at all, but they can save that casting for later. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they said his name, which got comic book fans giddy for a moment. Everyone mm-hmm. got there a little like, "Oh, they said the thing!" And um, I wrote that in my
1: notes. That's how you pronounce that. And
0: Bushman. <laughs> I was right. Yep. 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 I'm going to ignore it, and I'm going to keep calling him Bushman. Um
1: yeah, like a Mega Man villain. Yes. <laughs> like a
0: Mega Man villain, exactly. <laughs> Bushman X. Um, yes, yes. Uh- <laughs> but. Um, when when he is laid at the altar of Khonshu, trying to kill himself, which was pretty brutal for for Marvel Television, mm-hmm. uh, despite you know that him not doing it, but but when he's laying at this altar, Khonshu's admiring him for being a wreck and for having you know this mental illness and having mm-hmm. this di- dissociative identity disorder, and, and basically saying like. Oh, you are perfect for <laughs> what I got in store for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like I've been watching well, you for a long I imagined time. A
1: lot, that you would stumble, uh, yeah, in all the gin joints and all the
0: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is Chinatown, Jake Lockley. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it it that that is an interesting thing that I do like. And the comics have toyed with that also Mm -hmm. you know and um again like the original moon knight comics had uh, essentially the characters of jake and 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 steven grant being more alter egos before exploring the dissociative identity disorder thing later in like the late 90s and then you know modern day
1: like reading old moon knight is very strange and kind of awkward because of them just being alter egos, and it's very strange. And if you're not already familiar with the character, it's a lot to keep track of. I guess. Like, yeah. Which one is rich, and which one's the taxi driver, and it's just a lot of work <laughs> just putting into it. Uh,
0: you know about Bruce Wayne's like alter alter ego, where he goes out on the town as Matches Malone. Yes. Have you ever? Yes. Uh,
1: yes. And then he pops up in the animated series, if I remember right.
0: He does and and he's like uh you know a fast talking gangster like who leans back with like a match as like a toothpick kind of thing that he mm-hmm. lights on his stubbly beard. Uh it's very funny. And that's what like old Moon Knight is. You know, that's yeah. that's what old Moon Knight was like in the 80s, the Doug Monch kind of stuff. Um And then they developed the whole concept of dissociative identity disorder. I think Bendis was the first one to go very, very hard. I'm probably wrong. Sound off in the comments, please, (laughs) on how wrong I am. Please, I deserve it. Um, But um, recently, you know, we found out that in the comics, the dissociative identity disorder was something that he created as a youth. You know, not created Mm -hmm. as a youth, but something that that started and, and really, like, you know started getting bad due Mm. to some childhood trauma you know what i mean it wasn't just something he developed that conchu gave him you know what i mean um and i like that the show's doing that too it it is i hate to use mental illness as like a state of tragedy but it is a a rather tragic backstory and the reasons for the creations of these authors even even more so you know um the uh literal um plato's allegory of the cave moments you know um really hammering at home you know starting the thing off with like cries in the cave and you know Mm -hmm. like the who am i am i my shadow kind of um uh like symbolism i guess like trying not to sound like stoner philosophy is uh (laughs) Is very ridiculous, and and the hereditary vibes start uh, very quickly with uh, not Tony Colette screaming face mm-hmm. into the camera like this is all your fault, Damien, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I know it's Disney, and I'm my expectations are unrealistic and unreasonable. I don't. I feel like they could could have gone just a slight bit harder on the child abuse stuff. Like it's it's there, but it's muted, kinda. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like they they could have they didn't have to show him getting beaten or anything. But yeah. They could have released it on the sound effects. Uh, like one. Like one yeah. fucking belt cracking something. Mm-hmm.
0: Or uh, pan back and had like shadow puppets yeah, of yeah. it. Or like a whipping, you know what I mean? And you just hear the crying or something. Mm-hmm. Uh they definitely pick a belt up on this <laughs> Disney show though, and it's like, come here, I'll show you for not cleaning your room and killing your brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is rather ridiculous for a, a television show that, you know, starts off with a talking hippopotamus lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I want to say the mob scream worse into uh, our hippo lady scream.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Um Hippo lady CGI looks like good, like really good. Like we noted yeah. how good it looked last week, but uh, there there's some things I kind of noticed more this week where they have um, cameras in the corners at hospitals. I
1: was, I was going to mention the, the the mirrored surface in behind the hippo. It I'm sure that was a massive pain in the ass to. And not only do a CGI creation, but then also do a store, like a fun house mirror CGI creation of it. That's a nightmare. And I'm glad that they went to that much effort. They didn't (laughs) have to. They didn't. You
0: you didn't have to appease just Travis and I. Yeah. Yeah, the only people
1: that are going to care that that's a huge pain in the ass. I'm sure Corridor Crew will mention it eventually, but.
0: I'm sure they will mention it eventually. I
1: I like your Twitches. She does also. Mm-hmm. uh like uh that's something you see with your <laughs> for in the wild yeah.
0: So it's, yeah and and like this uh throat clear kind of mm-hmm. noise too that that it makes like it does do hippopotamus mannerisms and the details and like the pores and like the tiny hairs yes. the um, also like there are the
1: braids rather.
2: Right mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah it looks fucking awesome um So Mark Spector finds himself in Arthur Harrow's office. Harrow's now like the uh, psychiatrist who sees this um, Putnam Psychiatric Hospital. You know, he's like Mm -hmm. the head head honcho over there. And Harrow keeps trying to convince Spector that his superhero alter ego is a figment of his imagination um, created to shelter from all these traumatic memories that he's trying to get out of him. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the kind of like wraparound story to this uh, kind of frantic split personality episode is like we keep going into Harrow's office and being like, go deeper, Mark, go deeper, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a weird time thing going on where uh, Mark's injuries vary depending on where you're at in the episode there's also one bit where a hero wipes his face off uh as if he had just been like wiping moisture off of his face or something and there's one point where he gets splashed but it's not at that point i don't know if they're messing with the way the sequence of things uh but or if they uh, eventually so.
0: uh filmed it out of mm-hmm. continuity. They they maybe. intentionally edited it wrong. Just
1: some 80 yard stuff, yeah that, yeah. that is possible. Uh, but no, I don't... I think the injury stuff is intentional. But yeah, the, the other things.
0: Maybe not, so. uh, well, the first time he starts, he's got a like boxer bandage over yes. his face, right? That's the very first mm-hmm. mark that we see. He also World. has
1: a different accent. Yeah. Uh, I think we are seeing bits of Jake throughout the episode. Not there's no uh, clear shift from one to the next, but I do think we're seeing it. It's just a bit more subtle.
0: And he at this point in the episode, he seems like really confused whenever. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke calls him Mark, like he doesn't, he's like muttering like Mark, Mark, like, and, and he's using like a completely different silly voice than yeah, we've heard a, him a, use.
1: A, not even a race stereotype, just like a New York cab driver uh, when mm-hmm. I as an and would think those sound like.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: They're uh, mostly Indian, my friend. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's
1: the, the other one. Like, if it's on the occasion where you get, like, a normal, well, not a normal, but a non Indian cab driver, this is what they sound like.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is what they sound like. We used to have, uh, before, um, Before like Uber and Lyft, uh, when we used to have to like call taxis around here, there was this like terrible company called Lindy's that like is basically out of business now because of Uber. And they would always (laughs) send the most stereotypical like 80s New York Camp oh, driver yeah. to come pick so, you oh, up. Yeah, you imagine
1: the uh the the cap and the, the cigar. And
0: <laughs> Usually like just like a wife beater and a bunch of like 711 cups all over mm. his like front seat and then he's just talking to you and smoking cigarettes the entire <laughs> time saying inappropriate things. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and he's uh, about 20 minutes late to get you and totally sucks. So, uh, yeah, we used to have like an army of those guys who uh pillaged us of our money before uber was a thing back in the day (laughs) um (laughs) i had said at the end of i think like episode two there was like a sequence where they first made it to egypt and you know oscar isaac shown like all sweaty with no shirt on like drinking a bottle of whiskey that that was jake lockley you know um and i Mm -hmm incorrectly predicted that episodes three and four were going to be all jake and then the final two episodes are going to be all mark yeah it would have
1: made sense Instead, we just it's just been the the steve and mark show
0: yeah it's Uh, because they didn't hire us travis yeah
1: yeah it's because they not watch uh the haunted hill house that's how you do it you give each character in
0: their own episode mm-hmm. everyone gets their own little mini arc culminating in the big wraparound yes. arc yes. that's how it works on a mike flanagan netflix show mr kevin feige um <laughs> you also hide
1: ghosts in the background that's that's what you do that's what yes
0: you do. yes just like ari aster does in uh his films he hides like um Apparently, in midsummer, you could see like the parents in some trees. Have you seen this?
1: Yes, yes, I have. I didn't see it whenever I was watching it, like later on. I, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I uh admire the detail, and Mr. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige, you could take notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but again, like. I, I had said that I thought that that was Jake Lockley, and it was them introducing us to Jake Lockley, because why would Mark Spector be getting wasted when he's this, like, I have to be on my game at all times because yes. I'm the right fist of Khonshu ninja man um, be getting and wasted instead, like that. We
1: just, like, never see him in that hotel room again. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: we see him drinking again this episode, but it, it maybe that's Jake, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who
0: knows? uh. But I had the same prediction that this was possibly Jake Lockley here with the the bandage over Mm -hmm. his over his nose. And you mentioned the time dilation stuff and all the wraparound hero stuff kind of being out of sequence. The sound design here for the first time, really fucking cool. Like there is this like clicking, like clock ticking kind of Mm -hmm. going off and like him kind of fractured mind kind of. You know, good vibe setting, basically <laughs> here. Yeah. You know. Um so then we flash back to Steven and Mark in the hallway with Tower? Well, there's
1: actually an important mention of something called an organizing principle, and it's the description for it is similar to the description of the afterlife where uh it's Like, if you have a a trauma, you'll uh, imagine a place, pretty much, and it'll be dependent on you specifically. (laughs) And Okay. uh, Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of why he sees an asylum, I guess. Uh, And they describe the afterlife the same way, kind of, later on, but Mm -hmm. there's also uh, a shift into what I assume is the Drake persona, where he's, like, silly and violent. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we head out of there, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that to me seemed very much like what I could see them doing with Drake, because it it's a little violent, but it's also silly. I I would have just gone for the violence if it was me, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's Marvel, so you have to. Have, uh,
0: yeah. But it's also Moon Knight. Um, mm. It's also not Batman. <laughs> um <laughs> an organizing principle is like a central reference point that allows all other objects to be located often used in conceptual framework like mm-hmm. um turning your afterlife or tying everything together within one reference point you know what i mean like that makes sense it's similar to the afterlife right
1: well the way, yeah the way they described they just brought it in this episode later on, uh, where there's more than one, I guess. They're unique to the individual, to a degree.
0: The um Tawaret, is that how you pronounce it? Toweret.
1: I'm not going to attempt it.
0: The hippopotamus <laughs> lady, <laughs> yes, the hippo lady? Yes, the uh, hippopotamus lady. She gives a description, like a heary-heary description to Mark <laughs> and Stephen, um, kind of explaining that Mark Spector is dead and he's in the afterlife in a world called the Duat. Am I saying that correctly? I believe so. Yes. Okay. All this stuff, um, obviously of Egyptian myth. Do you know how much of this, like (laughs) having just seen a Robert Eggers movie, do you know how much (laughs) of this is historically accurate? And should I go to YouTube to consult it?
1: (laughs) I, I know very little. Uh, like I said, Greek mythology, I, I would yeah. maybe be able to tell you a bit more. Mm-hmm. Egyptian mythology, way cooler, but I know less.
0: Yeah. <laughs> how into uh, like Rus and scandinavian mythology are you because uh, apparently robert eggers knows a lot about it and i've been like cracking out on the internet for the past <laughs> nine days like learning about it but not doing the homework for this show unfortunately oh yeah my, yeah my friend lent me a book on the egyptian afterlife this week and she's like oh i think you could use this for the show and i was like yeah i probably could i put it under my desk <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> now don't put a new game in mythology
1: yeah, exactly.
2: And, uh, speaking exactly. of
1: Neil Gaiman, uh, the Chipotle reminds me a bit of Neil Gaiman's version of Death, of the Endless. Just a little bit. Just granted, this isn't uh, that unique of a depiction of Death at this point, I, I don't think. I'm sure uh, lots of people have depicted Death as a more carefree, uh, friendly individual, I guess.
0: hmm. But the. um. The depiction of the afterlife here, um, she mentions how there's several different yes. afterlives, and she mentions um, the
1: ancestral plane specifically. Of yes, the Wakandans' afterlife. I guess mm-hmm.
0: the idea that like these afterlives can take different shapes for the different individual, depending mm-hmm. on like whatever path you are on or whatever it is, yeah, similar yeah, to really the ancestral plane.
1: It might depend on what you personally believe. That's the afterlife you get. You Mm -hmm. get nothing. Do not crash,
0: go. We have to uh just, you and I are just rotting in like an emptiness of nothing at the end of the day. (laughs) We're just, it's just like, you hang out with space gods, anything.
1: It's just, yeah.
0: Uh. But the actual depiction of the afterlife in Black Panther with the ancestral plane was like, glowy purple sky oh, yeah. and then like regional environment kind of swooshing past you like that mm-hmm. was africa and this one is uh glowy purple sky and then like <laughs> regional egypt like stereotypical egypt and like dunes like you're flying through tatooine mm-hmm. kind of yeah, um yeah, yeah. If very, similar, very similar at a
1: place and they have purple skies you have probably aired in some way recently <laughs> and it has caused your demise
0: um uh, do you think that the Soul Stone, like, water pond was one of these potential afterlifes?
1: Oh, God. That is a good question. What purple was it, though? it was was purple
0: it was like an orange glow that dissipated and then they were on like a purple planet in like a pond and they like don't know how you get there but like you walk up to like baby gamora and say like sorry or (laughs) natasha and say sorry my bad sorry i won um (laughs) snooze you lose um part of the job but um yeah no i was wondering like what other potential afterlives have we seen and then you mentioned neil gaiman's the endless and the sandman and
1: uh
0: (laughs) and it's actually like happening and been filmed and we've seen footage of it, kind of Mm -hmm. with uh and
1: he's been positive on this one after fighting against various adaptations for mm. years
0: apparently so yeah and then Hopefully they rolled yesterday. a dumb trunk of money onto his front yard <laughs> and said like please be nice about this one sir we finally gave you an offer you can't refuse mm. uh cuz we were Netflix last year and spending a lot of money um do you yeah. have faith in the the Netflix Sandman. That's a comic book near and dear to my heart that I love so, so very much. I think it's very, very special. And uh, I am so skeptical about a Netflix Sandman show.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I can't fathom how you would do that show and have it without an endless supply of money. And just
2: Mm -hmm.
1: the imaginative aspects of it are, so much dream stuff. I mean, it's literally, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so non-literal.
1: Yeah. Like, like I like the serial killer convention arc and everything, but I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want the series to just be the more grounded stuff like that. I like the weird. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I like
0: the strange stuff too. And I like the, the stuff of Sandman that gets, more surreal and kind of like intangible you know mm-hmm. what I mean like there, there is like a very painterly strange quality to it that is very hard to visualize on any other medium other than like the thing that you're mm-hmm. looking at right in front of you <laughs> like I don't know how you would visualize that without an endless supply of money and then an endless supply of creativity behind the camera like doing it for the correct intentions and I yeah, can't yeah, see yeah, those like two any- things lining up <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I, I want it to be good. I like Charles Dance. I know he's in it. I uh, I
0: don't know who else is, but... Tywin Lannister's in it, the bad guy from yeah, yeah. Last Charles Action Rance. Hero. Yes. Oh, that's yes. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're saying <laughs> he's the same
1: person. Yes. Perfect, yes. perfect.
0: Uh, yeah. When you couldn't get Lance Hendrickson back in the day, you got this gentleman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Alien 3 site. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Uh. Exactly. Um, uh, Lance Hendrickson is in um Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead, the western that mm-hmm. I was telling you I watched earlier on this week and uh then I rewatched it with commentary on to kind of get prepped for Sam Raimi, how excited I am that Multiverse of Madness is coming out next week and that he's actually making a fucking movie. Like I'm like beaming over it. I'm watching Sam Raimi Commentary from 1994 flop starring yeah. Sharon Stone and the great Lance Hendrickson. Who <laughs> on the commentary, um, Lance Hendrickson plays this like gunslinger that this town hires to kill Gene Hackman, you know mm. what I mean? Because I hate Gene Hackman so much, and uh, he's got the craziest mustache and mullet and like leather outfit that you've ever seen. And he does this thing where he rides standing on a horse into a town does a backflip off the horse and like does a split under the horse and then like shoots a card out of somebody's hand
1: mm-hmm. and
0: carries around a, uh, packet of cards and has an ACE for every man he's killed. And he's just got like 52 of these things and he's like <laughs> flickering them around. But uh apparently Lance Hendrickson learned how to do that backflip off the horse and oh. like showed up to set one day dressed like this and like went up to the director and was like, Hey, I just want to tell you, I learned this thing. I want to show it to you and then like does the backflip and Sam Raimi's instantly like, it's in the movie. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like we're going to do it. I'm going to throw the camera at you really fast. And I just love the idea of like a really bored Lance Hendrickson in like 1993, like learning backflips off a horse somewhere. And like uh, in the Valley, you know, I was trying to think
1: has he had a drug problem at any point? And I I don't know him as like a famous drug guy, but that seems like, a famous Grogat Kibbeke yeah.
0: so. it seems like just like a crazy hobby to have you know what I yes. mean like, yes. like the crazy thing that that you know you could do like if you chose to do anything like that's what you chose to do and like showed up to work one day I was like look what I can do <laughs> like I could backflip off a horse I'm fucking Lance Hendrickson I was the third was build in, in Alien Head. 3 yes. yeah I was in Pumpkinhead <laughs> I was in Near Dark, the yeah. Uh, yeah. awesome vampire the, movie. What
1: the better uh, 80s vampire flicks? Yeah.
0: Directed by the Catherine great Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Yes. The great Catherine Bigelow, who was married to Jimmy C at the time. Um, and they were passing off uh, Lance Hendrickson, getting each other sloppy seconds between the Terminator and that. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the Abyss with Lance Hendrickson. <laughs> yeah one thing I loathe every single day and it's fucked up that like once a day, I think of this. um, I think about how I don't own the abyss on Blu-ray and they've like never made a Blu-ray for it. (laughs) And I think every day, like why don't I have a good quality version of this? Cause I always like go to watch it and it's like, Oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like seven twenty P fucking (laughs) why, why is this the, the shunned James Cameron joint? (laughs) it's got a uh, blue people turning like water, turning into faces. And yes, yes like I,
1: I haven't seen the movie. I know that shot though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. cool.
0: Um, when we covered Falcon and the winter soldier, one thing both you <laughs> and I really, really were fans of was, uh, what we call boat stuff, which was, yes. um, you know, our, our beloved heroes pounding around off duty on boats. Uh, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant find themselves on a giant, dusty Egyptian boat. Um, where we actually
1: saw a version of this boat in an aquarium in episode one.
0: In an aquarium,
1: yes, it's one of the things that was in uh, with his goldfish. It was one oh, of Gust the of
0: goldfish, yeah, yeah,
1: it was <laughs> one of the little trinkets or whatever.
0: Mm. Mm. Maybe, um, that's a Easter egg that Gusta Goldfish is going to be a pet Avenger someday. <laughs> <laughs> During this sequence, the hippo lady says I, a bunch I'm of uh, mumbo-jumbo. Just for a
1: second. Because okay. it, it was just uh, mulling over there, and I'm just imagining Gustavo just coming back with a uh <laughs> bionic arm where he's just the, the winter soldier equivalent of the pet Avengers. And <laughs> just, he's what been is- missing, he went missing in Moon Knight, and yes, he was being frozen by the Russians.
0: Or he, we find out later on that ant-man shrinks kang the conqueror's spaceship that looks like an egyptian artifact down to a miniature size and he gets lost to time and eventually sold in a you a know a, pet, a, a, store. a pe- yeah, yeah. pet store and put into this tank for this connoisseur of uh random egyptian shit and then like kang figures out how to get out and gus swims inside of it at the same <laughs> time <laughs> you know what i mean And like starts time traveling with kang for a bit you know yeah yeah and we and we see Gus the goldfish finally return. I mean, he makes a brief appearance in this episode.
1: <laughs> he does, he does, and it's just a bit weird. I I don't know <laughs> if they're going to give us a satisfying answer for why he's seeing so much stuff that he encounters later in life or any of that. Like, we'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Part of me thinks with that stuff, it's kind of just the writers like throwing things in because they know we're looking for it sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I
1: don't. <laughs> this is a character where you can kind of get away with things not making and they're making sense in general.
0: One thing that kind of bummed me out was the hippopotamus mentions how their heart has to be weighed against a feather to <laughs> get into the afterlife. And, you know, if it balances the scale, it means you're accepted into like the gates of Osiris or something, mm-hmm. um, which look cool the yes.
1: <laughs>
0: into the field of reeds. Yes. Um and then the hippopotamus goes up to both of them and punches them in the chest. And she yes, doesn't like, do
1: the uh, no theater to it, none at all. It's no, no. kalima, kalima, no. and yeah, they don't burst into flames. It's uh, they're also white. I don't know if that's part of the mythology or or not, but uh, I don't know if they just weren't allowed to show actual hearts being pulled out. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <And then, laughs>
0: that's what i wanted to see so so badly and again like no theater no showmanship like you have your hand inside some guy's chest lady performing a fucking <laughs> ritual for the afterlife on a ship going through you know heaven egypt like like have have some oh, yeah. sauce to your to your showmanship but yeah, uh
1: I, I do think we see the money in this episode uh hmm. the 30 million or whatever they've been not spending on the other episodes, I think you spent a good a bit of it here, and uh, that's nice. Yeah. Unrelated, unrelated to budget, but I'm also wondering, they mentioned in the previous episode that uh, Mark was rejected from the field of reeds before, and now I'm still kind of wondering who is that little girl that <laughs> mm. knew this? Is this a human form of the hippo lady, or what?
0: Or Mephesto. Mephisto.
1: Is the the obvious one.
0: (laughs) Or Master Pandemonium. Mm.
1: Or is it no one at all? An
0: equally likely scenario, I think. Mm. Yes. Or is it the writers knowing the term field of reads and just throwing it in? Um, Yeah. But but right from the first episode, Travis, when that little girl said that to uh, Stephen in the museum, Mm -hmm. you... Have been kind of on the he's dead or going to die, you know, like, like you you said that it's from one the of beginning. the things
1: that Moon Knight does. He dies and then he comes back. Granted, every comic character does it, but they make a big deal out of it with Moon Knight.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, the other, with most other characters, it happens, but they don't make uh, a point of mentioning how often it happens. Very often, it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a common trope for mm-hmm. Moon Knight to be kinda dead. Is he or isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh was he or wasn't he? You know, that's <laughs> a very easy thing to do. Um so they have to weigh the crystal hearts <laughs> on the, <laughs> the scale. Yes, yes. yes. Um, which would be very Unstable considering that this boat is just going frantically all over the place. Um Mm -hmm. Mark has the good idea to kill the hippo and steal the boat and (laughs) figure it out from there, which I was appreciating. Uh I like
1: that line too. Uh
0: Uh huh. And then uh Yeah. (laughs) Mark uh if Mark was on the show, the show would be a lot more fun to watch. Um Mm But uh, the hippopotamus says that the hearts are not balanced and they have to go figure out why. And they go into basically like the memory palace, right? Isn't that what Sherlock Holmes (laughs) calls it? The memory museum, you know, where, uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes had like a library with his memory shacked up. And um, this is basically each room in the mental institution is another like really traumatic thing that's happened to you. in mm-hmm. in your past, we see the bathroom fight sequence from the first episode. We're teased yeah. That, yeah, that there yeah, was I, a, a moon night on a show called moon night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to criticize it for being just recent memories. But then again, if I had fought a jackal monster and turned back the uh, time or the stars. Mm-hmm. That would be probably a big moment in my life, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, it makes sense that they're in there. I, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I, I do suspect, I, or rather I wonder if the, the lack of balancing has to do with the incorrect number of parts being on scales. Uh exactly still not mentioned. How does he fit into this? This memory thing we're going through.
0: the, the memory museum. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It made me miss Conchu, um, also for for a little bit. Um, we haven't seen or heard from him in a while, so it kind of made me made me miss him. Um, this is where I realized that the penultimate episode of Wandavision. Um, spent its entire runtime giving us the quote-unquote real history of Wanda Mm -hmm. Maximoff by exploring these little vignettes of her past and that this show was about to do the exact same thing it did in its other really good quote-unquote prestige show. You know, like Mm -hmm. WandaVision kind of like sneaks away with being called like um, what I would call prestige TV for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People kind of critically adored that one more and it was funny they're like yeah we're gonna do the exact same thing here
2: <laughs> no 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 it's, yes yeah it's uh-huh. fine it's fine yeah uh,
0: two Oscar I, Isaacs makes up for no Catherine <laughs> Hahn. I think not
1: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah yeah that's not a fair trade I'm, I'm sorry Oscar but yeah mm-hmm. uh, I do wonder him seeing the uh, turning back the stars and uh, the bathroom fight does that mean those things actually happened? Uh, with, I guess, right? Uh,
0: if that would mean that everything we're seeing now is actually happening, you yeah, know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you think we'll have that resolved by the end of the, the season? We have one episode that's supposed to be <laughs> the shortest in Disney Plus <laughs> Marvel history.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. a lot to be resolved next week. There'll including... barely be
1: any time for a Moon Knight costume. And... Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want more Layla next week. Yeah. um, I want all the personality things to kind of be wrapped up a little bit so we know mm-hmm. where uh, Mark is, you know, mentally by the yeah, end yeah, of this thing. Yeah. To- I want a head check by the end of next week. Yes. You know?
1: Yes. Uh, just need to know where we're at moving forward. from whenever he pops up, wherever he pops up.
0: I want a giant hippopotamus wolf monster next week. <laughs> right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We still have a, yes. It's a crocodile.
0: Uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ahmed. I want a hippopotamus, uh, waist down with like lion <laughs> arms and a crocodile head or whatever. I'm that right, monster is.
1: A, uh, gator. Yeah. No. A gator on a woman. That is
0: what we're going to get on that. <laughs> you don't think it's just gonna be Ethan Hawk with his eyes lit up and like a fan in his face? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like shaking and saying things, you know?
1: Uh yeah, I I don't know. I I'm not too optimistic on that, but we'll
0: see. We'll see. Does Christopher Lambert look good? Could they get him as a as a one-off to be killed as a god in a? Or the God Butcher. <laughs> oh,
1: why not? I'm sure he's free. <laughs> I love think tankies. Yeah. Uh, I can't take it the last thing I saw him in.
0: Mm. You you haven't been attending the Highlander conventions where he's <laughs> probably ranking in the dough <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I. What, Mortal Kombat, I think, was the most recent uh, notable Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: that or the Highlander television series crossing over with Colin McLeod or Mm -hmm. whatever his name was. There was that movie, but I don't even think that got a theatrical (laughs) release at that point. No, no, but, um, he would make for a fun, uh, you know, put some bright eyes on fire, (laughs) like shake his hair around in a wig, you know, just scream Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff. That would be pretty fun. I hope, I don't think we're going to get a hippo, um, crocodile monster next week oh, yeah is what yeah I'm saying. I, I
1: would like it but yeah i don't think we're going to uh...
0: no and um we need all of that to wrap up within 45 minutes uh, <laughs> or, or something like that or 37 mm-hmm. minutes next week's gonna be right
1: yeah yeah it's something along those lines it's shorter uh...
0: mm-hmm. and we didn't get a post-credit scene this week is that a first for marvel television
1: No, the only thing they've really been doing with the credits here is they have been changing them every week a little. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the phases of the moon.
0: Uh, I've been trying not to, to be honest.
1: (laughs) It's such a small thing that I I don't care. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure maybe I'm just an asshole. But yeah, I
0: but Travis, because, this week, the moon was waning, which means Conchus were regaining his powers.
1: <laughs> well, if they had actually had it correlate to something in the show, that would be one thing, but I don't think that's what's been going on at all.
0: No, um, I think it just looks cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of time to wrap all of all of the stuff I want to see structurally for the show to be wrapped mm-hmm. up and then have a fulfilling moon night fight sequence by the end of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like such a petty thing, but like, come on, give me a cool action bit with Moon Knight because we've got we, Yeah, we nothing. just want the
1: mummy superhero to punch some stuff and it'd be cool and mm-hmm. memorable rather, not just mm-hmm. there.
0: I want to see him raid a tomb of you know Egyptian uh priestesses and priests. <laughs> Mm-hmm. all the way to the top where Ethan Hawke is screaming summoning some gozar the gozarian thing and just you know and then wake up and not know if he's alive or dead by the end of it you know that's all i want um so each of these rooms has something more and more traumatic one of the rooms uh Steven notices like this memory where Mark refuses him to you know watch him stand on the street for seemingly no reason so mm-hmm. outside of this room There was a QR code instead of a room number, um, which brought me to a free comic on the Marvel app um, Mm -hmm. for Moon Knight number one, the solo issue that shows the origin with Bushman. (laughs) Uh, This is the third free QR code. I
1: I didn't notice any in, I won't say the last two episodes, but...
0: But the first two episodes had the uh, werewolf by night um appearances. Mm-hmm. And then um this one had the, the Moon Knight number one where you know he Mark Specter gets killed on the archaeology dig mm-hmm. site and gets dragged to the temple by Bushmen and these conchu cultists and um they raise payment from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Payman. Yes, yes. Hail Payman <laughs>
1: Pretty accurate uh, uh, <laughs> imitation of uh, the, the tone of Thank the you. way they say it in that movie.
0: Okay. Thank you. I love the idea of Kevin Feige trying to hire Ari Aster and him instantly saying no. And then. um,
1: well, fuck you. Just, then we'll go do our own. And then. That's <laughs> just getting get. these
0: <laughs> owned. Yeah. yeah. It's very funny to think about. And. And. And thinking about those guys and like imagine the Safety brothers ever get approached for something like this and just say yes. Just one of them eventually says yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and we find out about it, it's gonna be uh either a a sad day day or yeah (laughs) yeah,
1: it made one way or the other, right? Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. David Lowry could do it, I think. Um he made uh you know, he did Ghost Story and Green Knight, but he also did Pete's Dragon for disney and Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool it's better than the cartoon peach dragon you know um maybe he'll come back and do a sword in the stone that david (laughs) lowry so they come across a room full of dead people um kind of laid out like um in like what looks like like a cafeteria <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like with like like half-eaten dusty pudding packets and stuff like it, it's like a like a like a prison cafeteria basically um full of these dead people that mark Spector says that he had killed in the name of conchu you know um, conchu
1: wanted them punished he says mm-hmm. yeah uh conchu seems a bit petty <laughs> Uh,
0: i miss him though yeah yeah i miss I do him
1: too i did too
0: yeah i didn't know how good i had it when i had him around <laughs> <laughs> i took Konchu for granted um <laughs> yeah so he's killed all these guys on Konchu's orders and specter basically starts um kind of freudian you know curing himself being like the death weighs on me every day you don't think i know that i i'm discovering things about myself throughout the course of this episode and like the scale like starts tilting a little bit in their favor yeah. um which is like you know the escalating point of this is like let's discover more about you mark um <laughs> and they hear um like a little mark specter crying and Stephen grant like chases him down because he he wants the full story and they end up back in time when Mark Spector was a little kid and like another memory and him living this happy wife with his mom, who's not crazy yet. And, um, and his dad who kind of looked like JJ Abrams. And um, <laughs>
1: uh, I have uh, a different comparison. I have him as a uh, like honey. I strike the kids. Guy. Rick Moranis. Yes. Rick Moranis. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A, a more Jewish Rick Moranis. Yes.
0: Yes, so they have uh, instantly, um, you know, something that has come up is, uh, are they going to make Moon Knight Jewish? Because in the comics, he is uh, the son of a rabbi. It, yes. So, like, Judaism hasn't, other than it, like, being a thing in the comics, yeah. I don't think it's, like, I don't feel like Specters ever, like, identified himself with Judaism so much, as much as kind of, like, renounced it in the comics. Yeah,
1: yeah, as, that's like, kind of what I think makes that part of his character interesting is that Judaism, Judaism isn't a typical religion where you have to follow it it's like a, a cultural thing uh, which I am explaining to someone that is Jewish now I recognize it.
0: hello <laughs> yeah
1: yeah hello, hello. uh yes oh, how you doing uh, but no no it's different than like Kitty Pryde or, or Ben Grimm who is actively Jewish and mm-hmm. does Jewish
0: stuff. Yeah, he's, where he's where right. it's it's like part of their identity. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like part of the identity. And and Ben Grimm is like the funniest example because Ben Grimm is so obviously Jack Kirby, who, mm-hmm. you know, is like I came here like in a shoebox, lived in the tenements, fought mm-hmm. against the Nazis, like such a real the street
2: gamer home, the Yeah, homegrown
0: yeah, yeah. Lower East Side Jew. I love the guy to pieces, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> um, and then um, they, they didn't introduce the Judaism thing like officially officially, uh, until like the two thousands or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they used to send out like Marvel holiday cards with like, you know, him like reading the Torah saying like <laughs> happy Hanukkah and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and it's such like a part of his identity, like growing up in this very Jewish neighborhood. And then Kitty Pride again, being a mutant, it being this, um, like like Magneto is is the yeah. other one, where like I, it's such a part of his identity, where Spectre isn't necessarily, you know, he was raised religiously, but he never adhered to it as an adult, but it was mm-hmm. still his cultural identity. Does that make sense? Yes,
1: yes. And now he's the priest of a moon god. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh,
0: Oscar yeah. Isaac is the multicultural master. I mm-hmm. I can see why um studios love him right now in like the quote unquote woke times, uh where like he's kind of a white guy, but he looks like everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just he's Guatemalan, but he can pass as a lot of different things, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, more so than Pacino could for a Cuban, I would believe. Um, oh, I agree. Oscar Isaac sure. as a Cuban.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or Conchou um, himself, or Mary Abraham as a uh, as a Cuban in that movie, <laughs> just like have a really tan guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Isaac's the new Hollywood tan guy. Um, <laughs> but but I like him for it, and I like that they. You know, they didn't make it like a big thing because again, it's not yes. a huge thing in Mark's uh present, but it, it is yeah. part of his past. And that was happy just to part see of it. his
1: backstory. It doesn't have to be something they touch on all the time, just an occasional reference is kind of mm-hmm. fine for him.
0: hmm Um the saying goodbye to his mother and saying the later's gators here back the in a while crocodile. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that Stephen later on adapts in his pathetic voicemail ramblings. Um, got a note. Uh, well, Randall. Randall is drawing. Randall I was the, going to the it, drawing. It, All right. All right. All right. It's Gus yeah. the goldfish. Travis. It is. Does <laughs> this, is, is this further confirm <laughs> Is Mark Spector maiming goldfish to
1: emulate mm-hmm. this drawing? Mm-hmm. And I, I will say that does in
0: this picture does have a pin it's just much smaller than the other one yeah Yeah. uh we should make a giant youtube video essay about how mefesto has yes 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 yes, yes. and how Mephesto has taken many forms including a sparrow (laughs) in the uh old spider-man comic the last mcu movie
1: i think
0: it would be a proper send-off it would be yeah it was just it would be the last one yeah, the last one ever is just Al Pacino singing "Never Gonna Give You Up" and just like Rick rolling them dressed as Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be the way to go because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. Maybe Kang, maybe Kang, but I think us is up to something. Um, I I do love. I recently got the mephesto verse uh, miniseries. I bought it from my local comic book store. Androids like mm-hmm. in floppies. Uh, in hopes that those Mephesto keys will go up someday.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I got them yeah. for like five bucks each, but um, I, uh, <laughs> in the Mephesto Verse Fantastic Four, it like starts with. Um, Ben Grimm like losing his Ben Grimmy rock form and yeah. like go- going back and like Mephesto essentially being like his girlfriend like in disguise like having sex with Johnny Storm and like cucking Ben Grimm but you find yeah. out it was just Mephesto <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm just like this is who we're clamoring for like this character <laughs> like I, I like went back and was like what are some of the k- big Mephesto issues I'm gonna read them and it's just like oh that time Ben Grimm got cucked By (laughs) Mephesto.
1: Yeah, for. It's weird because I am a Silver Surfer fan and I see Mephisto listed as Silver Surfer's herd shenanigans, but I don't. I've never seen it that way. I always considered Thanos to be that and like Delightus, obviously.
0: I think this falls into the Jim Starland Mm -hmm. era, like cosmic stuff where Mephisto was like palling around with notes a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. so like if you compiled like how many issues where Mephisto was the bad guy and Silver Surfer was featured <laughs> and they were just both featured. It was probably like they probably crossed paths quite a bit back yeah, then yeah. where Mephisto was always lurking behind Thanos. Like, yes, you should do this. It's delicious. You know, <laughs> have some butter. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: A, a fancy dress. And a mm. delicious. Thing. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: yes. yes. That goes back to our goat theory where the goat could be Mephisto. The creepy goats that mm-hmm. we've seen appear. Why else would they point out a goat twice? Travis. Of course,
1: of course. It's damning evidence.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Chekhov's Gus the Goldfish. Mm. We kind of talked about the sequence before, but the Spectre brothers go off to play in a cave in order to reenact a scene from their favorite film, The Tomb Busters, where uh (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty funny. Where he's like, only if there's danger. It's uh And there was, apparently. There was somehow, that is uh,
1: way I would want to go drowning in a cave. Uh,
0: where in Chicago do they have caves like this?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I, I know where there are some caves where I live, but they're hard to get to. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't think of them being near, near residential areas much, but
0: like a semi urbanized area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the kids go inside this um, cavernous, uh, like, a literal, like, cave dwelling, and it fills up with water, and mm. um, apparently Mark's mother blames him for all of this, like, really happenstantial stuff that that happens, although it is implied outside that it is the doing of King Pace, uh, um, Khonshu. Uh, <laughs> we-
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we see a very conch looking bird corpse. Yes.
0: yes. Mm-hmm. Chekhov's bird cor- corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, but is what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did Mark Spector see that and think of Kanshu for the rest of his life? Or did Kanchu put itself there and you know, has Consu really been there stalking mm-hmm mark specter <laughs> since he was a six-year-old uh boy he was he didn't even have his bar mitzvah he wasn't even a man yet you know what i mean
2: no,
0: no, uh... no. and then we see them sit in shiva um and it's real sad um <laughs> and it's just a bunch of old people sitting in a room um one thing i was thinking is like is this where steven grant came from and you know how like Stephen grant is um like like the way he communicated with mark in the real world before they became like two actual separate entities was like through mirrors you know what i mean so like when you sit shiva one of the rules while sitting shiva and being miserable in the house is to um put like blankets over all the mirrors you're like not allowed to look at yourself for x amount of time i forget how long because i'm terrible um (laughs) (laughs) you are culturally jewish and (laughs) yeah Cause I don't care, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but still it's like a thing. It's a thing that oh, you walk no, yeah. into once yeah, in a yeah. while. Yeah. So maybe he didn't come out and play at this point, you know, Stephen yeah. Grant come out and play because of, uh, because there were no mirrors available to him at this time to come out. You know what I mean? And this is where we see Mark's mom getting like progressively nastier and nastier yeah. as he runs up the staircase. And it's like, Happy birthday, Mark. It's your 10th birthday. And she's like kind of there, but she's Go like drunk yourself. and swirling. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, listen, kid. <laughs> the wrong kid died
1: pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you yeah. saw a wall card. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. Same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's a real slushy lady, like, swirling her glass, like, real close to her kid, just, like, shaming him, and it getting, like, worse and worse, and then eventually it's, like, his 13th birthday, and she's not even coming downstairs. Yeah, you
1: know? you're gonna see how, even though his dad was trying, he just would still build some resentment towards both parents, uh, yep. the mom for being cruel, and then her, the dad for being neglectful and getting him out of the situation, uh, hmm
0: not hereditary, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's <laughs> there, no, there's no, there. there's no book burning.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine the dad just throws like a conchu mask in uh, in the <laughs> fireplace, and like Mark goes on fire. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. Um, do do do. So then there's like one final room, but Mark doesn't allow Stephen to go in there. Hmm. So instead, they go into the the desert level uh, of their inception. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They, they go deeper and deeper into their psyche and they wake up uh, at the raid of the dig site. um, The night where Raul Bushman murdered Layla's father and Mm -hmm. tried to kill Spectre and left Spectre for dead crawling to the, Ancient uh, temple ruins of the god avatar Kanchu, where he nearly commits suicide at his feet before F. Murray Abraham basically sways him in with um with butter and pretty dresses to live deliciously.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, he goes from wanting to die to oh, I guess there is a god, and he's uh, a bird god. <laughs>
0: I dug all this shit with the uh, rise, my fist, the vengeance, yeah, rise, yeah. my I, uh, moon knight, And I was like, okay.
1: It's, really, it's kind of silly, but I dug it too. And this is a pretty good adaptation of his origin. You
2: shouldn't mm-hmm.
1: ask for much more. Also, you forgot to mention that Layla's father is wearing a scarf with a scarlet scarab on it.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Further um, kind of... Uh, our, our mutual theory at this point that uh, Layla has been renamed from what was it? Marianne? What's Moon oh, Marlene. Marlene? Marlene. Yes, Marlene. Yes. Uh, she, she's this amalgamation of that and then the Scarlet Scarab's daughter mm-hmm. character, slash, actually, the Scarlet Scarab. I would like to see Marlene get some sort of cool supernatural powers. <laughs> I do
1: too. I do too. Because yeah.
0: mm-hmm. what if Moon Knight with boobs? Pretty cool. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Pretty cool. Uh, And like, Scarlet Terob isn't a bad name either. It's got alliteration. That's what you need.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very fun. You could be actually, you know, scarlet colored. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ancient Egypt and stuff. Keep it Uh around. Mm -hmm. I liked the Arise My Moon Knight and the first Moon Knight suit like suit up sequence like the mm-hmm. best one that we've seen so far on the show. Yeah, yeah, I kind
1: of mm-hmm. agree there.
0: Mhm. It feels very uh wolf boy and like wolf man kind of like you know it's this um you know it will be your curse but you will have forever like eternal life and it's like yes my 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 god, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it it it's a you know this mystical curse uh, it, it is very silly, um, <laughs> very mummy or werewolf boy kind of, kind of stuff that, that I like, um, wish we got more of it before getting back to the, the boat stuff mm. and um, seeing like souls rapidly plummeting to the underworld and um, the hippo lady being freaked out. But at, at this point with the souls coming down this quickly, we, have to assume that in things the are going actual-
1: badly on earth yeah things are
0: going bad <laughs> yes yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes
1: yeah. i i don't it seems like things are progressing much quicker than i would have thought
0: I, mm-hmm. uh, I would like for him to go back and it to be full on the last act of ghostbusters with um <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, like saving the day playing yeah, yeah. and like just like this like you know you know the ghost tower kind of Mm -hmm. going off and him having to like walk in and like fight this like ghost tower like purple uh, shit in the sky things that we complain about being Mm -hmm. in the end of a bad generic (laughs) comic book movies but like the swirly loop in the sky you know what i mean it's
1: fine it's fine
0: yeah it's fine um this is where um baboons start swarming the deck and (laughs) Stephen grant just points out like baboons and mark's like yes steven those are baboons uh kind of fun baboons are awesome and every time i see them i remember how awesome they are i uh was gonna re-watch the fly this week with uh jeff goldblum mm-hmm. uh david Cronenberg has like a new horror movie coming out called crimes of the future have you seen the trailer for this thing
1: i have i have
0: <laughs> it I, looks uh, sick travis yeah. it looks yeah, so sick yeah I, it, it looks gooey and weird. And there's <laughs> like um alien like egg things with like matrix poor things. And yeah. it's got like Kristen Stewart, like, like, like orgasmically jabbing somebody in their like weird gooey poor thing. And I was like, this movie is going to rip so very fucking hard. Um, but I've been thinking about Dave Cronenberg and then I saw the baboons and I was like, oh, I should watch The Fly because that's a uh, famously got that baboon where he like kills his brother. He like puts him in the, uh, the, 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 um, fly tube thing yeah, yeah. and he like accidentally blows his baboon brother up, you know? Um, the uh, the hippo god talks about how she can't bring Spectre back to the realm of the living. Um, and then he, like, pleads for her to, like, go find Layla and, like, go yeah, through the is, gates of Osiris or they something. They have
1: to free Khonshu, but Layla has to do it, even though she... I don't know how they expect her to do that. And she doesn't have a pre-existing relationship with any of the gods. But Kanchu, is horny, horny for special. Layla. Kanchu
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, can get in line now. There's a crowd of people <laughs> horny for Layla, thanks to Disney Plus's hit Moon Knight. Um, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they mentioned that uh, Osiris's gate is the only one back to the uh, the land of the living, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I would say the main Avatar guy was Osiris's, and. Uh, the Antioch
0: or whatever, so... Oh, um, was it the dickhead with the Yeah, suit? yeah, yeah.
1: That's the only reason I mention it is because maybe he'll get punched in the face by the time it's over.
0: Mm, yeah, that dickhead in the suit is kind of like a, a nerd. He's been like a total dweeb <laughs> this entire time. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of like in cahoots, like uh, twirling his mustache with uh, fucking sexy Ethan Hawke. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they have these like delicious like, can he hear us? It's like legend says they still can. You know, he's very, uh, (laughs) very, very He may not be a
1: villain, but he's not a nice
0: guy. Uh, No, 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 no. Um, When they go back inside the hospital, uh, Oscar Isaac does like a very good freak out with this like, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't make me. I'm not gonna, like he does this like kind of breakdown in a temper tantrum thing where I think, a lot of the show has like rested on <clears throat> how much you're getting out of Oscar Isaac's performance. Cause yes. so much of it is just him screaming, you know what I mean? Uh, which has been kind of fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like him, like reawakening in Harrow's office and um, you know, Harrow basically being like, why don't, why doesn't um, what's his name? Fucking Steven come out and talk. And you know, he's mm-hmm. staring into the, the water glass, like transforming back into Steven, just being very, very fucking dramatic. It, it it, has been kind of fun, but I think so much of the series rests on whether or not yeah. you could take it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's also, it's been the best part, but also like, his very over the top performance that Steven, I already I said repeatedly ad nauseum. I don't take it, but I, I understand why he's doing it. And it makes narrative sense. Uh, mm-hmm Oh, uh, since it's, he's made up of like a bad b movie uh yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah 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 like were you because there was the chicken or the egg argument like is this television show going to be like the mystery box that the <clears throat> first episode of moon Knight presented to somebody who had never heard of moon Knight? was is it actually mark Spector's body or is it jake's body Like, the kind of, like, born identity. Like, who the hell am I? You know what I mean? And this episode very definitively says it's Mark Spector's body. And that Stephen Grant was a creation of Mark Spector, like, basically crying, scared that his mom was going to beat him. (laughs) And, um, like, transforming into this, like, oh, I love my mom. You know? Hello, mom. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, mom. Chum, chum, chum. Like, uh, he just turned into this, like, giddy little british guy
1: yeah yeah do you I escape to it I as remember? like a form of escape no. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty strange very strange uh are you familiar with uh, the astronaut persona of Moon Knight?
0: it's like a werewolf hunting astronaut correct
1: uh yes yeah, something along those lines i'm it's not one that <laughs> i remember from the comics at all but you see an astronaut in the, on the show Oh, of, uh, Mark's bedroom here mm. uh, more than one astronaut and I want to say there may be some other NASA like thing that I didn't look up to <laughs> see if it was just something that it looked sort of like a rocket or if it's yeah. Uh
0: I, uh I like pause the Dr. Stephen Grant Tomb Buster poster on his wall look up
1: the names yes I yes. did
0: yeah I did and I didn't find anything too cool <laughs>
1: No, no, there's like a reference to, uh, um oh, God, two of the writers. Of Doug Monch
0: and yeah. uh, what's his name? Yeah, and it's like a split up of their name, like Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to
1: credit them too much, no.
0: No, 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 no. They get $5,000 <laughs> and a ticket to the premiere. Yeah, I'm
1: mean, we'll their names. Yeah, yeah.
0: You get selfie with Karen Gillen or something, you know? <laughs> Granted, um, that would be enough for me, but yeah. I, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, um that there was a the movie studio was timely atlas studios or something like that mm-hmm. um and timely and atlas were oh the yeah yeah I, I didn't
1: catch the timely atlas reference mm-hmm. so it's like the pre-marvel marvel uh, yep
0: pre-marvel and, marvel human torch mm-hmm. and submariner and uh, yeah captain yeah. america a lot of romance
1: books um, and tessie the typist and all that uh, yeah <laughs> i've been looking at golden age books on ebay <laughs> I, really, uh, I, I want one, but yeah, yeah.
0: Are you are you gonna get that key Christine Palmer issue where she was a night nurse in the uh, mini series, <laughs> the romance where it like lasted three issues and like the first two issues were <laughs> her and like her sassy, you know, go getter like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mary I Tyler gosh. Moore girlfriends oh, like in an apartment, and then the the evening was them doing medical like it was like ER like it was like a medical drama. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third issue, they went into a spooky haunted house and it became like a Scooby Doo kind oh. of a, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she later became your favorite uh Doctor Strange girlfriend. So maybe Good that Christine her. Palmer, <laughs> maybe that uh Christine Palmer key will be worth something, my friend.
1: I have, uh, yeah, um, I'm not, I'm just trying to <laughs> get a random World War II superhero points. I like the propaganda
0: nothing <laughs> <laughs> nothing with a giant uh monkey sidekick or anything like that uh there's the giant- so many there's so many awesome like old jungle books back from the golden age like I have a oh, old yeah, yeah, beast no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah I have like the first appearance of bawana beast from the golden age and it's mm-hmm. fucking awesome and I became like a bawana beast fan because of uh Grant Morrison and like mm-hmm. Animal Man so like I tracked down
2: I get you, I
0: like, like yeah. a beast and that was like my kind of discovery of like wow like Golden Age Jungle Books are crazy. um <laughs> What did you think of uh watching a child get beaten with a with a belt? Ah, <laughs> what did you think didn't. of the uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It, <laughs> uh Schrodinger's a uh, child abuser I our- There Mm -hmm. is some, and then there is not some, kind of. Uh, I mean, there's verbal.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Do you think um, that neither Stephen Grant nor Mark Spector can remember the actual beating stuff because they created, like, a third identity to get beaten?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, you would think so. Like, you would think Jake is the one taking the hits.
0: Yeah, he's taking the hits. He became a hardened... Cab yeah, driver. Yeah yeah, 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 he had a broken ass, so we just had to sit on his ass and drive a cab his whole life. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, uh, I don't imagine we'll be seeing a whole lot of child abuse in the future of MCU, <laughs> but who knows? They don't want to imply that child abuse gives you superpowers. I think is mm-hmm. the thing they want to avoid.
0: Mm-hmm. But they could do space child abuse like they did with Nebula, where yeah, they like take her apart, yeah, like yeah. give her robot legs, you know. What if Layla just gets think about Scarlet how much Scarab like with Robot
1: Legs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just the trade off.
0: Yeah, this episode ends with Layla going through a purple tunnel and like popping up in the uh, fucking verse and she becomes the uh Scarlet Spider instead of the Scarlet Scarab, and we were mm-hmm. both wrong, and that oh. was just Sony debuting their Scarlet Spider shared they universe. Have so many
1: films on their docket between. <laughs> We'll get to it. it is yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. to it.
0: There's some exciting Sonyverse oh, news. Boy, yeah. I can, I could use a little more venom energy from Moon Knight though. That's where I've kind of been like, um, I took my Khonshu for granted in the first three episodes <laughs> where yeah. I I was genuinely like kind of giddy every time um, Khonshu came on screen. Um, they do another sequence where they delve deeper into mark's psyche and it's um the previous scene where mark like wasn't able to you know like don't open that door whatever you do don't open that door Mm -hmm. and it's just like him on the side of a street but it was like him outside of his mom shiva like a couple months prior and this was kind of the instigating incident the, the the instigating incident where um Mark Spector began to kind of lose control of the Steven persona, and all of this mm-hmm. kind of like breakdown started, where like he couldn't go into his uh, into his mother Shiva, um, and he was like breaking down, crying, smacking his yarmulke on the ground, and then like cradling it.
1: Yes, I liked the transition uh, into the persona, and this bit even a lot of like the persona, obviously,
0: but oh, where I, he turns into Steven after the crying, yeah, just to like stop yeah. crying.
1: I, do need to backtrack just a little bit because, uh, one of the things that Marvel gets criticized a lot for is stepping on serious moments with comedy, and mm-hmm. they did that a little bit after the child abuse scene. They they have <laughs> him snap out of it and throw a drink in Doctor Harold's face, and I don't know, it wasn't actually funny, so I don't. at least <laughs> humorous subjectivist just like horror and everything?
0: <laughs> but yeah, he also uh, calls, um. Dr. Harrow Ned Flanders and makes fun of his mustache.
1: Oh, you're <laughs> right. It was supposed to be funny. It was.
0: He's like, You've got a bit of a stash there, eh hey, mm. chap. Mm, yeah, lad. Yeah. Yes, mum. Can I call my mom, please? <laughs> call my mom, please. And then, like Harrow calls his mom and it's like, Your mom's not there. Um
1: Not quite <laughs> how it went, but toast, toast.
0: That's exactly how it went. You told he did not want
1: her to call. Oh, I want Harrow to call because yeah, he was. He knew there wasn't going to be an answer. He had all the excuses mm-hmm. for why she wasn't going to answer. Mm-hmm. She, you uh, know, because I just told all the time or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! Remember all the Martha Kent stuff in the Schneider verse, and like how weird they, it always was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he tells, him, hey, maybe you should let the kids drown. <laughs> 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 maybe your secret then... identity is worth. A mm-hmm. of children's lives. Yeah.
0: There were like uh sequences in both the um theatrical and Schneider cut where Martha Kent was, like, talking to Amy Adams and basically saying, like, well, I've had to pick up four extra shifts at four different diners, and, you know, the bank wants to take the house, but I'm doing fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> and, and then one of them, she, like, walked out of the room and, like, transformed into Harry Lennox.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it it's... Uh...
0: And, like, the Schneider version was just, like, way more dramatic, like, in, like, a creaky, like, gothic, like, room. <laughs> and then, like, it just turns into Harry Lennox and, like, winks at the camera and, like, walks away.
1: Who do you think is the worst parent? Uh, pa Kent or oh. Moon Knight's parent? Uh, Mom, specifically, <laughs> because my my logic in taking that Pa Kent is worse is that he's likable to the kid. So it, the kid's mm-hmm. going to take his terrible advice.
0: And Pa Kent was inadvertently responsible for a larger death toll in his preaching than Uh, Moon Knight has been. You know, Moon Knight has killed, like, you know, we saw a boat full of sand. Yeah, yeah. We saw a boat (laughs) full of dusty sand guys. You Mm -hmm. know, we know Moon Knights kill people. Um, But um, Henry Cavill's Superman has killed cities full of people. And uh, Mm -hmm. that was all at the... um, you know oh don't worry about them just worry about yourself kind of advice that yeah, uh Pod yeah. Kent kind of gave them like you know maybe you should just let them die like whatever makes you feel good like go on a journey about self discovery that's more important than like saving the world and like hiding your powers and then using them for good when you really have to and like great truth power, and justice
1: great do responsibility Dude, don't think, yeah. that doesn't correlate and uh, there's no no
0: no no. we need all the textbook rindian bullshit that zach schneider likes to feed uh his characters and then inadvertently demolish a city you know and then like people in the audience like who have seen you know skyscrapers fall uh because you know that stuff happened in real life like on american soil we all sit and think like dang you know um but, I mean, if they fetishize it, like, we'll think, wow, what a cool blockbuster. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like, what a cool thing, now that we know what cool, this looks like. But having, like, 10 9 at once on a video, that's that's
0: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally sweet, you know, because yeah. we know what, like, footage, camera footage of that kind of disaster looks and feels like now that our and loved ones have actually died. Uh, Zach Schneider. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's like uh, George Lucas using, like, World War II footage, of um, like, mm. Uh, mm. fighter pilots and stuff. Yeah, except <laughs> still in the same lifetime of the yeah. person that lived through this tragedy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The yeah. 95-year-old man who had the heart attack during Force Awakens. Like, got the, <laughs> got the 10 o'clock spare. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, <coughs> before the coronavirus got the last of our great generation. That's uh that JJ no, Abrams it's was the demise. Um <laughs> kinda of dark. Yeah, it's dark, man. They sit Shiva a lot, they cover all the windows. It's um it's a dark dark. I never
1: actually heard that term before. Same shiva? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I've um thought it would be funny to write like a um, like an Agatha Christie whodunit kind of like a Knives Out but mm-hmm. set at Sitting Shiva and then make it like this like Curb Your Enthusiasm like Super Jew kind of comedy you know mm-hmm. what I mean and it's all about who murdered the person that we're all sitting Shiva for <laughs> you know and it would be like a big whodunit mm-hmm. um, but I um, I don't know I feel like it would be kind of disrespectful <laughs> So, like, every time I start writing it, I'm like, is this just cartoon Judaism coming out of me? Uh, you know what I mean? But I think it's, uh, I think it's, like, a very funny idea. Um, I had a buddy do a shiva at uh, this restaurant called The Good Steer, his dad. Uh, and it was really badass that they let us do it. And uh, we ate a shitload of food there. It was a very good time. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, Are we back to the boat stuff, Travis? <laughs> Did they get to the boat and start punching Sandy boys
1: here? Yes, that is pretty much the next thing in my notes.
0: Boat fight was fine. Yes. Boat fight was fine. So the the Kalima sequence does not pay off and the crystal hearts are not able to balance on the magic Mm -hmm. uh, scale. Um, Monsters are falling from the sky. uh, Purple stuff. You know, we're at yeah, the yes. gates of Osiris. They look kind of good in the CGI. Yeah, yeah. they're not bad. Um, I don't, mm-hmm.
1: I don't mind this depiction of the afterlife. I mm-hmm. am a sucker for that, as I mentioned before. We went on there. Mm-hmm.
0: Ah. Yes, were we talking about the purple light before? You know the the <laughs> the the radiant purple light. I like yeah, yeah. the vibe that they set for the afterlife. Um, I just like purple
1: in general. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And then the the ghost of the fist of conchu start like invading the boat as like dusty Sandy monsters. And, um, Mark fights him off for a bit and then gets overpowered. And then Steven like picks up a bat and says a bunch of British cricket stuff. And the audience laughs, big, big laugh because he's a fan of cricket. Uh, (laughs) Did it, they it's, I don't know. It's 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 a very okay <laughs> Marvel fight yeah, sequence here. Yeah, it's yeah. a very okay Marvel fight sequence. My big thing is making things the putty patrol so you can smack them really hard is not as cool as smacking one or two real life people no. in the head with a baseball bat it, it, it's, it's like smacking 10 of them is not as cool as doing it to like one or two and yeah. it's kind of whack when they just turn people into the putty patrol so yeah. dead Shock can like whack off four of them and it's just like <laughs> sand instead of uh blood you know what I, I, mean, I mean
1: it is a thing you can do with moon knight so he has that mystical component it is not the most exciting thing that you can do with Moon Knight,
0: though. Uh, or visceral. Or yeah. visceral. Yeah, yeah. You know there's, what I mean? There's
1: not as much weight to that in general. And it's not a bad fight scene or anything.
0: It's just, it's fine. Yeah. It does have the very, and now we get the laugh moment. And then another guy comes up and the music mm-hmm. heightens. And like, is he going to beat him? Is he not going to beat him? And uh, it, 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 Oscar Isaac does a good job with all of it. There's um, yeah,
1: yeah. There's a bit the, where he gets his arm stuck in one of them or whatever. That's mm-hmm.
0: fine. Yeah, uh, the uh the previous fight sequences with Oscar Isaac have been really bad where it's been him though. Like the the rooftop uh jumping stuff where it was all the back of them and it was like not him, and it was like this very obvious stunt double. And I've just thought, like, how much does Oscar Isaac just work on a sound stage and work like super quick <laughs> <laughs> and like scream a lot? <laughs> it's the best. Um stephen Grant gets drowned into the underworld, right? Yes. And, and uh he dies forever. And he dies forever. <laughs> stephen Grant is never coming back. That's not how comic books work. Uh, That's not how this stuff works. Granted, he could and- stay
1: dead I mean, Mark has other personalities to yeah. But, but like
0: Stephen so he's Steven, right. <laughs> Steven, guilt trips the fuck out of Mark, and he's like, "Mark, only you can save me, Mark. Mark, <laughs> it's only, it's all your fault, Mark." And then like, and you know, he gets rid of all over again, mm-hmm. and that's the last time as a man he'll cry, and his tear will turn into a mystical crystal, and then years <laughs> later. Bjork will see him in a little hut in the woods after he pillages a village, oh. obviously, as a bear man, and tell him um this is the last tear. Remember who you shed it for. And then it turns into a little teardrop, and he goes on a mystical quest of vengeance, hopefully, hopefully. Oh. Um in Robert Eggers Moon Knight Season 2. <laughs> where Eggers wants to do something Egyptian and he goes really hard with the mythology. That would be very fun.
1: Egyptian mythology and
0: Tomin. Yes. That's
1: what you mean.
0: Uh, uh, what did you think? Because the second Stephen's frozen, uh, turns out Stephen actually is Mark's baggage. And the second he ditches that nerd, everything (laughs) works out for the guy. And, uh, the, you know, the, the magic scale gets balanced. And he gets sent into a wistful field of reeds with a very cool color corrected, you know, filter thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned gladiator.
1: Gladiator. Yeah. He I guess we watched it that, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I don't fully understand the concept of the field of reeds. I don't think. I thought if you got accepted into it, you were dead. So is he? I don't know. Like. <laughs> the logic there I would think would be that he's passed on into whatever comes after Uh, but we have another episode so
0: that's (laughs) well next episode in 35 minutes we're gonna have to stave uh, Mark Spector from the dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are gonna have to raise Konshu. we're gonna have to wrap up everything with the girlfriend Layla and make sure she's on her merry way
1: the last episode will just focus on her going and getting a message from uh, the hippo lady and then retrieving Kansu and then wrestling the damsel in distress Mark Spectre. and
0: oh wow no <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you think, you I think, think you're right I have you ever heard the that.
0: expression go woke get broke Travis <laughs>
1: Marvel
0: <laughs> likes the money. They get yeah, yeah, yeah. They're paying Oscar Isaac for this thing. They're going to get Oscar Isaac. I like that better because I think. <laughs> I have... is cooler than Mark Lane at this
1: is... point. He has more personality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, and know. it would be cool to have the like, oh shit, Mark Spector's actually dead. And we have to go resurrect this guy mm-hmm. and go back to the regular person, Indiana Jones stuff. Because honestly, that episode, like the fourth one kind of like worked the best. Uh, when it wasn't just explaining yeah. Mark's origin through mystical manners.
1: <laughs> There's something I forgot to ask you last week. Uh, it's about the keyboards again.
0: <clears throat> yes, yes, big fan.
1: Now, uh, the showrunner has mentioned that pretty much no Egypt set show has uh, ever been accurate or to his to his liking. They do do that, don't they? They've been they ripping off Hereditary for several episodes now. Yep. And yep. Yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring it up. Just yeah, yeah. briefly. Just briefly.
1: Yeah, I, it's going to haunt me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But no, no. Uh, he said that no uh, depiction of Egypt in the movies has been fitting or accurate to him. Was he talking about words? Is it because we've never... <laughs>
0: We've never seen okay, the Baja priest. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've been chased by ghoulish monsters through caves before.
1: Yeah, yeah. when you were yeah. visiting Egypt. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there before. You know, I played a Tomb Raider. I played a. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a Indiana Jones where like a booger 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 jumps yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Jesus i could use with a couple like compacting rooms with spikes on the side of them next week you know i could uh deal with a like don't step on that button and it is like and a bunch of arrows shoot out (laughs) and they are holding uh holding a giant um fire you know rod Mm -hmm. um I could do with a little bit more of that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and and Layla, I think could bring that. And I don't. <laughs> I'm afraid that we're not going to see much of her, other than her ending up being some sort of damsel in distress, and it's going to be more.
1: I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh...
0: You don't think he's going to be frozen in a Moon Knight statue, and then like by the end of this, he'll like you know, be like a marshmallow guy at the end, like, um, he'll be the Sigourney Weaver, basically, to Layla's, um, Bill Murray, Peter Venkman? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, possibly, possibly. <laughs> I, I just don't know how they're going to fit that into that runtime. I, uh, <laughs> they have a lot of ground to cover, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Will they get the Gozar lady to play Amit, <laughs> and just be like, who are you? <laughs> do you know anything about the actual depiction of the field of reeds being this field of reeds because you mentioned briefly gladiator and like the whole color palette of this Mm -hmm. thing and and you you know you see the finger you know trailing the the row of uh, wheat you know what i mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and it's like gladiator and 300 and like probably a bunch of Zack Snyder stuff and michael bay stuff, you know, anytime there's a sunset, you know, you do that. Um is is it actually a field of reeds or is it just like whatever your afterlife is? You know what I mean? I I don't know what it's actually supposed to be or anything along those lines.
1: Yeah, I I have no idea. I I think because he's a the moon god, he gets the Egyptian afterlife is what happens. That's no uh, thought in it beyond that, really.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to get resolution to Kanchu and Moon Knight and get a karate fight next week with Moon Knight? <laughs> a proper, like, guy in a costume punching and kicking some guys. Do you think we're going to get any of that?
1: I think we will get a little of that. I think it'll be. Maybe slightly more than we've gotten in the past episodes, just like double, which is still not
0: much. Yeah, do you so? If he's kicking a punch in cave works, those things were like actual people in cave work costumes, that would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is a possibility,
0: that would be neat. I unfortunately think it's going to be a bunch of CGI gobbledygook and it's just going to be stuff. Dejectable
1: things or something along those lines. Yeah,
0: yeah something along those lines. He's going to fight a
1: fucking alligator.
0: He's <laughs> There better be a giant bone guy punching a giant mm-hmm. alligator hippopotamus person at the end of the day. You know, even if it's just CGI sand whooshing around for mm-hmm. a minute, I would be happy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We'll see.
0: Time will tell. Do you have anything you want to say any more about the episode? Or do you want to talk about our final thoughts and give it like a rating and a re- review? A basic review? Uh
1: Just that I hope with them playing with uh, the concept of how much of this is real and how much isn't. I hope that they don't give us a mentally unstable version of Layla as the real Layla. I hope that Oh. we've been seeing uh, is the real one and not just the, the friendly girl in the asylum. Uh,
0: yeah, that would be shitty to do at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. You
1: can go from having a very... I don't want to belittle people with mental illness or not, but she's been holding her own against K. Horts and everything. <laughs> just, just, yeah. yeah, Yeah. I don't want to have that and then go to something that's less
0: physically capable yeah she's used a flare to her offense twice Mm -hmm. in one day once against a villainous militia Mm -hmm. on a a atv thing which was pretty neat and then the better one where she stabbed it into the high priestess cave orc thing and then Mm -hmm. ripped its arm off and threw it off a cliff which is a pretty neat thing to do yeah, yeah. Um, no Layla superpowers has her. Her.
1: she's just capable
0: and she's scrappy you mm-hmm. know I'm rooting for Layla <laughs> I really hope that she's not some shook up psych patient yeah, that yeah. would suck that would really stink. tell us how you really feel let's rate this All right, so we rate and review all the episodes from one to six Infinity Stones, one being the worst, six being the best. We do accept half stones. I haven't rated this series very high yet, Mm -hmm. Travis. We've kind of been lukewarm on it with the introduction of Mark Spector and the origin of Moon Knight, however reductive it may be. What say you of episode five, the penultimate episode of Moon Knight's Asylum?
1: Okay, this one I am going to rate probably higher than you would think, given how much shit we've talked about <laughs> as a whole, but...
0: Well, it's just fun to talk shit, you know yeah, what I mean? A yeah. lot of I mean, it there's still some, like,
1: resentment, I think, left over.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no... Like, there's no they're not living up to the
1: potential. yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: There's yes. no sneaky monkey sidekicks. There's no talking parrots. There's no oogie boogie men or arrows shooting out of things. It could it's like a guy in a white suit. Yeah, or a moon knight on a show called Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. At least they said the word this week though. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me this is a five out of six Infinity Stones. Because I love the fiction of the afterlife. It is it's rare that I find a version of that in movies or television that I don't enjoy, and this was decent uh, in that regard. Also, child abuse and all that is relatable <laughs> enough to me, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's hereditary-like.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I know I like hereditary a lot, so yeah, that,
0: that I works. Do. Do you think that we'll get a half naked Oscar Isaac being spanked in the final episode? <laughs> <laughs> Can Marvel achieve perfection in its 35 minute finale of 15 of it? Is that? I, I do not. I do not. Yeah, I'll, I'll also go that. ahead and say
1: that this is the first episode that has kind of felt on par with an episode of Legion almost. Yeah. But not quite. Er Legion was a bit more subversive in general.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. Fine. Well, I give it a five because again, we were talking <laughs> some you know, talking some elements of it down throughout yeah, yeah. the episode itself while we were going over it. But again, that's what happens when you go over anything in meticulous detail. And at the end of the day, like I think sometimes I weigh the quality television shows a little high when i realized oh they're just television shows and one thing yeah. this thing has done is had oscar isaac actually selling this character to mm. the everyday person and they are doing such a good job doing it and then this episode did go let loose with things that you know make moon night moon night and it is weird and ethereal and Mm. surreal and you don't know you know you're questioning the reality of it but it does develop a character at the end of the day and this episode did a little bit of all of that and oscar isaac is crushing that shit um for a television show you know he's going nuts um granted it is a television show and it is very soapy you know
1: (laughs) you know what i mean yeah for me like, this this episode, I uh, have to go back to the Legion too much, but this is the first episode that's been better than the worst episode of Legion, I would say. 100%. <laughs>
0: yeah. and, but that's because Legion, again, was one of those television shows that didn't have the kind of oversight that this mm-hmm. did, because it would never possibly get the amount of eyes on it while it was actually airing that something like this is yeah. getting and for what this is doing, it is doing it very well. And this was a good execution of it. Granted, it was an execution that we had already seen with the other Marvel show that like tried to take itself seriously. And like, kind of not be a superhero show (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it was very similar to the penultimate episode of wandavision where it's like let's open this door and see what it's what what we have here and it's like oh look at all this stuff and it's just like is this why you're feeling this way and it just ends with them being like no where am i (laughs) um you know that's the basic pitch meeting for it it's you know me rambling and being like you know what i mean um But they did it so well. It's a five out of six Infinity Stones for me. And again, the depictions of the afterlife is stuff that really interests me. And I appreciate that television series are going there. And this made me think, like, what's going to happen with Neil Game and Sandman? And as we kind of enter, you know, weirder, headier television, getting mm-hmm. it, people's eyes on it. Like, a Netflix has the potential to become you know, the biggest thing of all time. Like stranger things is getting $30 million an episode right now. So like, if you do well enough on Netflix, they will pay to go to town. Yeah. So like, yeah.
1: And you can just do the same thing every season, the same villain.
0: Yeah, you can do that. But did you see Swamp Thing is on this season of stranger things? <laughs> I did not. I haven't
1: watched the trailer. I just heard it was another demo, uh, Demi Gorgon or whatever. Or some variation of that. And I just, I don't think that shows living up to its potential either. Uh, But
0: someday, can we get an Animal Man or, you know, you know, Doom Patrol is getting weirder and like DC television is getting weirder. Like, can we get weirder on mm -hmm. a larger scale and to a wider audience and get away with it? You know, Marvel attempts to do that sometimes, even when it is kind of pedestrian. They still try and do it. And, you know, we made fun of it a bit for how hereditary it was and like, (laughs) oh, kind of been there, done that. But then at the same time, like a regular person isn't out there watching. They didn't like hereditary, I assure you. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. um,
1: Worst movie ever, except for The Witch and before that, uh, The Babadook and... (laughs)
0: Uh, whatever slightly art house uh, horror flick is out that year. Sucks. Yeah. Well, one out of five um, stars. What did you give Robert Eggers' *The Northman* officially? I'll read mine after you rate yours.
1: Oh wait, for me it's a four
0: out of five. Okay, yeah, and yeah. where would you put *The Witch* and *The Lighthouse*? The in a rating.
1: The wish is at the top, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. The Lighthouse and The Northman, I need to rewatch both. I've only seen them once to okay. firmly place it. I'm, I suspect The Northman uh, will be higher, even though I like acting better in The Lighthouse. There were less farts in The Northman, and I, uh, there were <laughs> some, but yes.
0: There were still some. There were the Lighthouse still some.
1: is a very farty movie, and...
0: <laughs> yeah it is that's why it's a masterpiece in my opinion travis <laughs> that's I, and i only ask you how you rated the other two as a kind of connoisseur of context to kind of understand where you were coming from with your yeah, four yeah. out of five stars you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like how harshly are you rating this thing because we all know at the end of the day these movies rule oh yeah i rate like the type of movie i'm
1: rating events the type of rating i give it like it's I don't Mm. judge Marvel movies by the same thing like an art house, but it's just very different things.
0: And with directors with filmographies like Robert Eggers, you also kind of rate them against their previous works. Like you were tending to think of Robert Eggers movies more as a filmography. And it's kind of like, where's he going next? And what's he Mm going to do next? It's very
1: exciting. Uh, It is right. It's been kind of rare that I've been extremely impressed with someone's initial film. And then they followed it up with a movie that I also like a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've been disappointed the last decade with a lot of directors, uh, like software features.
0: Uh, And he didn't just do the same thing again with each movie. He's made three super distinct, super different movies all on a very good technical scale which is why I think he gets away with it you know what I mean Uh, because it's just so technically precise you know what I mean Um, but like you know guys like Ari Aster or Jordan Peele have just kind of come back and just like done you know the follow up to get out is us and it's like yep that's very much a follow up to get out and the follow up mm-hmm. to hereditary was midsummer and it's like yeah this is definitely the midsummer guy you know what yeah, i yeah. mean yeah, but then like the lighthouse you're like what the fuck is this movie and then the north is like, <laughs> like like the whole time and really then it, like like the, the black and white footage is the only thing that kind of makes you think that
1: yeah that it's been well done <laughs> like the subject matter isn't a repeat uh at all yeah my hereditary and uh midsummer are all about uh, relation our interpersonal drama pretty much
0: and visually similar movies in a lot mm. of ways too you know what i mean uh just like complete tonality of those movies it's just like oh this is the vibe that ariaster sets yeah you know?
1: okay speaking of midsummer is that what they were doing with? Just the goldfish drawing, where, like, at the beginning of Midsummer, they tell you the entire plot of the film with the paintings on the walls and the things like that. Is that what they've done?
0: Like, when the little girl scribbles the stuff in that movie, mm-hmm. did you think she ever scribbled a goldfish that only had one fin? Do you think Gus lost his fin in an accident in, with like a American. telephone pole? Oh, it, no. with the telephone pole that 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 Stephen put in there, that Jake put in there while he was drunk, that he brought home from the gift shop, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he tragically did it. And then Jake just went to bed. You know, he just walked in the house and went to bed after he cut his goldfishes, <laughs> <laughs> looking fin off. You know,
1: yeah, it's possible. Awesome. Can't rule it out. Maybe we we'll get any miniatures in uh, next week's
0: episode. Yes. Yeah, there's not enough miniatures in anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Northmen had a lot of things. I don't think it had miniatures like they built like actual places on it, but like. The great miniatures of cinema feel like they're dead sometimes and whenever they make a renaissance it makes like such a difference like mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049 makes like such a difference and like Lord of the Rings makes such a difference and every time you see it you're like holy shit or a Wes Anderson movie even when it's used to like comedic effects mm-hmm. you know what i mean um hopefully Jimmy C brings it back with Avatar 2 with the miniatures (laughs) or he just builds underwater cities yeah yeah
1: that's the more likely probably
0: yeah the james cameron's um aquaman is a very funny thing that entourage the broiest show Mm -hmm. that's ever existed that's pretty much like bro 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 and then like spraying cologne and like driving really fast um, ever did was have like James Cameron presents Aquaman, and it's like, yeah, that would probably rip pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> hard. <laughs> Do you think the Amber Heard trial is going to affect Aquaman too?
1: No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think they're probably too far ahead at this point, too far along in the process to even if they wanted to, they seem to be pretty lax and. Uh, whether they'll kick him out of a movie for fighting
0: all of Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> well, has Ezra Miller gotten in any fights since last week? Like, uh, or have it's they? it been so weak.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Maybe this um, discovery buyout has paid off for Warner Brothers mm-hmm. Pictures. You know what I mean? For for the Flash Two movie slate, the movie that was supposed to come out in twenty sixteen or something like that. Oh, <laughs> it's, coming. Like... it's coming. It's
2: coming.
0: Directed by Robert Zemeckis, director of dope, Carrie Fukubaba. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it should possibly come. Um Yeah, we give The Northman a five out of five stars. And it's my least favorite Robert Eggers movie. And it's still a five out of five star movie. And I'm not backing down on giving things perfect ratings anymore sometimes <laughs> so i'm making it like official i'm not afraid to do it when i see it because sometimes I've, I've i've been like well i didn't give this that like i walked out of know, know, I
1: comparing like, things you have given a perfect order to and it's like, yeah, i don't know isn't it as good as the godfather <laughs>
0: that's what i mean yeah, you know what yeah. i mean it's just like why did i rate katabuke man NYPD, like four and a half <laughs> stars out of five. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. I just I enjoyed did. it
1: at the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I was having a good time watching it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And what uh, we can ask from a movie? Exactly. That's why I'm I am excited for Aquaman two, kind of more than any superhero movie mm-hmm. coming out in a very long time. Because I one, am, it's a new James yeah. Wan movie. It's a new James Wan <laughs> movie. And the last time James Wan made a movie, spoilers for the next 30 seconds of that movie. What was the name of it with the spoiler tumor oh, baby? I'm malignant. Malignant. Spoilers for Malignant. There's a tumor baby that fights like John Wick through a female prison and rips people's hearts out. And it's really a lady like walking backwards doing karate. And uh that rules. That movie costs like $60 million. You know what I mean? And they like let James Wan do really crazy things like he drove the world's fastest car out of a uh, three gigantic <laughs> buildings in a fast and the furious movie and they let him drive a car out of these gigantic buildings in like dubai because like people paid him to do that and he's like why don't we just drive a car out of this big building you know what i mean why don't we have a giant jellyfish you know with a hula hoop on at this like underground fiesta with all these like seahorses. Like why not? And then it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, why the fuck not? You that know is, what I mean?
1: I have the DC movies, I'm kind of in agreement with you. That's my most anticipated at this point. Mm-hmm. Because of how much that first one just uh owned the comic book silliness.
0: Uh yeah. That that movie has a giant Octopus playing drums at a ring of fire death match between (laughs) a man named Aquaman and a guy named ocean master. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: And (laughs) I imagine whenever that movie comes out, we may have our own MCU, uh, aqua person to compare it to.
0: Had they come out with any of this? Like information?
1: Uh, It not, it's not been confirmed, confirmed, but yeah. We'll probably
0: be singing in Black Panther. Right yeah, that's kind of like what I heard too. Yeah, like
1: just
0: casting, but yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else that you want to say? Or do you want to talk about the few news items that we have this week? Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Robert Eggers? No, no, that's
1: it. <laughs>
0: What's the first of the news items that you would want to talk about?
1: Okay. Uh, The biggest one, I think, is Neil Adams dying uh, at age 80. That's a a good long life.
0: Uh, With a giant, giant body of work in hmm. comics. Like a gigantic body of work. Like the amount of art that guys like neil adams and carmine alfantino and like all those you know are the doug manches of the world you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like the amount of like work that those guys just put out you know even like chris claremont like think about how many comic books that guy fucking wrote you know what i mean (laughs) the amount of times neil adams drew the batman or your favorite Mm -hmm. character is ridiculous for the longest time and is probably the reason they look or feel like they do right now, that was he was like the godfather stepping stone of comics from the ridiculousness that was the silver age of comics into like, welcome to the people who read comics when they were kids, <laughs> you know, who are drawing comics now, but like still kind of work in an industry ran by madmen and people in suits, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With, Cigars in their mouths, chomping and like not sleeping and taking amphetamines and like going crazy. Um, to draw cartoons about, you know, flying people and uh and Batman.
1: Subject shooting drugs on uh green arrow, covers. Yeah. yeah.
0: The famed Green Arrow, Green Lantern mm-hmm. comic book in the wake of hit films such as Easy Rider that went so smooth with the youth culture of the day. Uh, you know, uh the Green Lantern. Green Arrow, buddy, mm-hmm. road trip saga. Have you ever read any of it?
1: No, no, I just know the cover pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah, he gets hooked up on dope on their road trip. Speedy, <laughs> you know his ward. <laughs> That's what it famously says, like, "My ward, what are you doing?" You know, and it's this, yeah. um, like, "Fuck you" to the comics code authority too. You I was know going what to idea. ask,
1: do they specify what he what drug he's shooting? Or is it? Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. Okay, is yeah, heroin. Yeah, or... it's heroin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Speedy. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking if it
1: was an amphetamine, you probably couldn't tell them speedy anymore.
0: <laughs> no, that yeah. was the whole bit. Like, what if no. speedy was dopey? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What if
0: speedy yeah. not so speedy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, ha- hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, speedy? You're not like as speedy as you normally are. You know what it's I mean? Speedy, yeah, for
1: some reason. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hmm. It's like, I'm not sleepy, he's sleepy, and there's, like, this guy sleeping with, like, <laughs> a cape on that's asleep. "sleep." I wasn't expecting
1: to go into the uh, Snow White
0: and the Seven Dwarfs or huh? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Each Seven Dwarf has its own mystical power. It comes from, like, some weird uh, yeah. Eastern European, like, folklore. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, I'm surprised the Seven Dwarfs have not been a villain, if... Uh, they haven't, Marvel, copyright right now. That would be pretty fun to have, like, the seven dwarfs of the apocalypse uh, come out of the coal mines. They've been mining the earth for years. Um,
2: <laughs> I love Neil Adams.
0: Neil Adams has uh, overcharged me for an autograph in the past. Well, that's nice. <laughs> and, and rushed me off the line for being a legit fan. You know that's what I mean? Uh Mr. Eggers. I mean uh Mr. Adams, what'd you think of the new Robert Eggers movie? He's like, Please kid, leave me alone. You know, I, was like, I get it. I have Doritos all over me. I will see you later.
1: <laughs> uh, uh other big news, uh Fantastic Four, John Watts is no longer directing uh the president's that's helmed all the Spider-Man films. Uh, he's still going to be coming back for the next Spider-Man apparently
0: though. So they're gonna do more than the the Spider-Man Home trilogy with John Watts involved in the remainder.
1: I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh...
0: <laughs> the freight train that is Sony Pictures.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Sony's not stopping. Uh, Sony's like, John Watts, don't fuck around. You know what I mean? We got you. Yeah, yeah. You uh, made us all the money with the the only movie that's made money since they used to make money. Um <laughs> You're not going anywhere.
1: Uh, yeah. You had uh, thoughts on who you'd want to uh, direct Fantastic Four. If... Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the obvious pick, I think, from the beginning of like, hey, Marvel's doing a Fantastic Four movie has been Brad Bird, who mm-hmm. did The Incredibles and The Iron Giant, and we know can very delicately handle kind of uh da- a daft kind of material and make it feel like rather serious and uh mm-hmm. kind of gravitas over the top way but pull it off but also done like live action stuff with uh the underrated Tomorrowland starring george clooney the <laughs> kind of strange ayn Randian weird movie Tomorrowland that <laughs> disney put out that no one saw uh but also i saw the trailer
1: <laughs> that was enough mm-hmm. it's <laughs> no, no crazy I- yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. It's like all the smartest geniuses go to the best heaven. And then, you know, it's like, why am I not part of the smart geniuses? And like, we'll build our own smart genius world out smart genius, though. It's very funny. Um, but then uh, you know, mission impossible fucking ghost pro ghost protocol rules so hard. Um and like the latter mission impossibles from ghost protocol to rogue nation to fucking fallout with the huh? sexy Henry Cavill arm roll thing. Uh, <laughs> just like knowing that exists always makes my life better because a guy like Brandon Bird kind of kicks- yeah, yeah. That And the mustache. the mustache, yes. And then ruining Justice League <laughs> single-handedly. <laughs> destroying Joss Whedon's career as if he wasn't going to do it to himself someday.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was apparently a ticking time bomb.
0: <laughs> they lit um, it at both ends and it just met in the middle of yeah, Henry Cavill's yeah. face. Uh, Henry Cavill came back for the Darkman reboot that we all knew was waiting <laughs> in the shadows, because that's where Darkman exists, because it's dark. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, the other news uh, that's Marvel-related is Quantumania, and the Marvels are swapping dates. Uh, not in a swingers way, but like in a uh, <laughs> release date way. I, uh, yeah. I'm going to find that Quantumania, yeah. we know Kang is in, and I'm ready to see him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and
0: Brie, Brie, Brie Larson will kiss Ava uh, Angelilli too in the swap that was confirmed in the. Yeah. I believe it was uh, yeah, it's, Charles it's Murphy. Beyond Infinity
1: <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Exclusive.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beyond Infinity exclusive. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and then the, the biggest of the biggest
0: news is Justin oh, he... Lynn leaving the, uh, <sighs> the Fast franchise. <laughs>
1: Oh no! I do not have that in my
0: so phone. Okay, 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 okay. What was the biggest of the biggest news? I'm sorry to cut you off.
1: The uh, the next big thing, uh, El Mortal, the the Luchador superhero that's in a grand total of like two issues, is getting a movie from Sony with uh, Bad Bunny as the lead.
0: Mm-hmm. Neither of us know what a Bad Bunny is, uh, yeah, but we I'm have seen his picture. Yeah. I, yes.
1: I've seen him once, twice. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, does he luchador in his, uh, does he like freelance as a lucid, as a luchador?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he wrestled, uh, he did something with <laughs> WWE, right? I, I to all yeah. hearing that wasn't terrible. I didn't watch it myself, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's going to be a luchador a superhero or villain, maybe, uh, what I know?
0: El Muerto? Muerto? Uh,
1: the death, uh, I, I think is what it translates to, uh, Uh, A magic luchador mask is his gimmick I believe.
0: Hmm do you think this is where we'll have Mephesto make his, do you think Sony will snatch him and be like, actually guys, according to the Marvel wiki, Mephisto has came across Spider-Man the most amount of times. And he's technically a Spider-Man character mm. because yeah, of all yeah, those yeah. retcons that Joe Quesada did. Sorry, Joe Quesada. You just ruined everything. You know, you made uh, what's it called? uh, One more day, even worse, you know, you know, <laughs> Uh, and and the whole retcon miniseries that you put out to, like, explaining how it makes sense. Like, just let it be. Just let it die, Joe Cassada. He, he hasn't. He's ruined it. And Sony takes uh, Mephisto from the, the Disney fanboys. It, it might
1: be a co-owner <laughs> thing. Like, can you own the devil?
0: <laughs> can you own the devil? You, can, yeah. you
1: could have someone that looks just like Mephisto and someone you didn't tell them that. You could do whatever mm-hmm. you want
0: as long as Antonio Banderas plays him and he's spicy and he's like really (laughs) spicy, like muy caliente, um, (laughs) which it sounds like El Muerto will have to be muy caliente. Mm -hmm. Um, that is insane. Uh, (laughs) this is insane
1: to think of. It's crazy to me that they would move forward with that, like the silver and black, uh, Silver Sable Black Cat movie sounded super dumb to me, but that made more sense because there's material to pull from. Granted, I guess you'd have a lot of liberty to make a new character if you didn't have to be beholden to any comics.
0: How much do you bet that Bad Bunny made a ton of money and Mm. went to Sony Pictures because his agent's like, let's meet with movie studio people. And he's like, what's a franchise that I could have? Like, oh, we have all these things in our book, you know, like, oh, what (laughs) kind of movie you want to make, sir? Mm -hmm. Like this kind of movie, you know what I mean? And it's just like studios have lunch. Like, do you know, like LeBron James, I think is like the gatekeeper of the Friday the 13th franchise right now. Like he like owns it or something
1: like that. (laughs) No, I did not know that. I uh, Yes. That is amazing, kind of. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. like 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 you know athletes and rappers Mm -hmm. and anyone who has money like basically who like has an agent like be like hey let's like uh branch out and like have you know more involved like you Mm -hmm. know let's let's diversify your bonds um as they would say a wu-tang financial (laughs) Yes, yes um fucking you know lebron james like somehow got the rights to friday the 13th and he's like one of like the people behind the scenes like meeting about like hey we're gonna make him another one of these ones the next time there's a friday the 13th we could make one of these we start filming like nine months before you know mm-hmm. i'll throw down a couple million bucks maybe bad bunny like was just like you got a uh, superhero from the country i'm from all right cool what's he do <laughs> oh i do that too you know that sounds great like yeah, let's yeah. have lunch like let's make yeah. a movie right like, why does this exist? Why does this exist other than like Bad Bunny is the number one artist worldwide on Spotify from last year, number one worldwide. Yeah, it makes sense in that way,
1: I, I suppose. Like as an idol vehicle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know who's a executive producer on Euphoria with a twenty four, who they split co production with? No, Drake. Oh, he has, great. like, nothing to do with the show. He just, like, owns something that, like, yeah, yeah. fucking he's does He's a money that. guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: he's like a money guy. Like, LeBron James with Friday They're the 13th worse things like, spend money on. <laughs> he, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Zendaya yes. on TV? Go for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not creepy at all. Um, <laughs> the guy who's, like, famed for being a creep. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I know who
1: Greg is. I know him as being a sad guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
0: not being very much I guess is. Have you ever seen the uh the ninja from fucking um, yes, Diane Wood? Yes, I am. Diane Wood? Yeah, yeah. hello yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 like okay yeah have you seen that like where like uh they they got like an opportunity to open for drake and they like heard that started from the bottom now and now we're here song and they're like wow this guy's fucking tough and then they like went to a drake concert (laughs) and like they got interviewed backstage being like this guy's a fucking pussy and like dropping the f b g bomb on people like saying like gnarly shit and then like the next day they're like, oh, shit, that's the guy that's, like, paying all this money to, like, open for him, And apparently the tour was just, like, a living fucking hell.
1: That's <laughs> like, hilarious. Yeah, 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 I, uh... Yeah. Sounds fun.
0: <laughs> Sounds fun. Yes. Yeah. Will there be an, a chappy uh, Ghostbusters, Fast and the Furious, Jurassic Park crossover someday starring Diane Wood? <laughs> <laughs> My other pick for F4 by the way would be Peyton Reed, who's doing uh ant-man and the wasp. we were talking about the uh mania yeah fucking Marvels um switch switcheroo uh with the dates um I think Peyton Reed because he originally was gonna make the like early 2000s fantastic four mid 2000 mid fantastic fours that Tim story ended up making. Mm-hmm. He was the original guy like on board for those things with a script by Twin Peaks uh, co-creator Mark Frost, which is very fucking weird that that yeah. movie was, like, greenlit and, like, ready to go, and then, like, people got shuffled around, and he just got shuffled around, he never got to make it. And, uh, you know, he's tried and true with the Ant-Man movies. They let this mm-hmm. one guy make three of them, and they're pretty distinct, and they don't make a ton of money. They kind of, like, let him yeah, yeah, do it. Do- they're fine. They're
1: fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as budget and uh, payoff and all that
0: but they're jazzy. They're like zazzy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the anime movies are like low key. Like, look how weird these little things are. Like, let's go into the quantum realm. And like the fight scenes are all like him on toy trains and stuff like that. You know, they're like very yeah. silly. Like uh, the anime yeah. movies are silly.
1: I do want to kind of defend the, the old uh, fantastic four movies a little bit in that. I think when you go back and rewatch them, you can see what would eventually morph into the MCU, uh, style where there's a lot of humor and silliness and it doesn't work as well and it's like TV grade in a lot of ways and there's a lot wrong with those movies there's but the cool, intention was good yeah there's a really cool concept of what this mm-hmm. could have looked like if they had spent money <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think,
0: I think it, the intentions were good with those movies and like the tone was like what it was you know what yeah, I mean yeah it's really great yeah.
1: and there's a lot of math and decisions but yeah
0: you know the um Jessica Alba thing apparently, where she kept going back to the writers being like, I need you to do something different with my character. I need you to do something different with my character like every day. Oh, right. and apparently, it was like so, yeah, and apparently, it was like so annoying that they just like wrote her character out basically and gave her like no dialogue. And then she like went up to him and was like, Guys, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, you figured it out. Like, this is exactly who Sue Storm's supposed to be. Just like, hey, shut up and oh, be pretty. My
1: god, she's invisible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah invisible yeah,
0: woman. <laughs> Yeah, just make her the Invisible Woman.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, that's awful. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going, I was trying to not say anything bad about Jessica Alba, Mm -hmm. but she's not one of the good things about those movies. No, but she looks great. She
0: looks great. She looks great.
1: She she looks great in real life. She did not look great as Storm. The the blonde hair and the the weird contacts were not (laughs) there.
0: Yeah. The Sue Storm, uh, Halle Berry Storm, uh, Storm on Storm uh, <gasps> crossover film that we've all been waiting for if Sony had their way, oh. um, where it's just Jessica Alba and Halle Berry, you know what I mean? Back to back, like um, vanilla <laughs> and chocolate, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Jesus.
0: <laughs> would be what could terrible. have been? They owned the what right both at one
1: point.
0: At uh, one point they did, yeah. Uh, at one point they did. And... Um, I mean, I think it's about time the Fantastic Four get greatness. A real
1: movie. Uh, oh,
0: God. Wouldn't that be cool if there was a good Fantastic Four movie? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hate to be, like, the guy where I'm always like, guys, it's a Fantastic Four rule. Like, they're the best, you know? Yeah, they um,
1: are a group of characters that I didn't understand as a kid. Like, they never appealed to me, but... As I've gotten older and read more Fantastic Four, I just want to read more Fantastic Four kind of. Yeah. I I just kind of love them at this point. Uh, They're great characters that aren't as dated as people make them out to be, I guess.
0: I think the core... Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, like, family is forever, as uh, Mm -hmm. Vin Diesel would say. And, like, it, it stinks to be, like, so nuclear, but, like... (laughs) I mean, just, like, think of it, like, as, like, imagine if you... you Dude, imagine you like could save the universe right but at the same time like some evil guy in a green cape was holding your wife hostage trying to make out with her <laughs> while like her brother was all strung up fighting some guy in space and your best friend was a sad rock person and there's a, an by. awful man that's trying
1: to yeah, make out yeah, with like, your an wife and there's like an ogre man trying to make out with your like wife and rebuffing his advances it's, it's yeah. weird
0: yeah like anyone can feel for that like shit my wife's in trouble her brother's mm-hmm. in trouble like someone I love is in trouble someone I care about out is in trouble but if it's like i have to do both these things at the same time just like juggling of things whether it's like juggling those you love with you know Mm -hmm. your responsibility you know what i mean or work like the best thing about reed richards is and the thing they need to nail with whoever they cast as reed richards is his curiosity gets the best of him all the fucking time (laughs) where like if he's making a machine that could like shrink the universe into a bubble but still like they wouldn't know they were in the bubble but he could mm-hmm. like do all these experiments while they're in the bubble and figure a whole bunch of things out and then they wouldn't realize it you know what I mean yeah. and Sue's like please don't do that you don't have the consent of the universe to do that please <laughs> don't do that and like puts it in the closet and is like don't touch it and then Reed's just sitting there like god I gotta touch that thing you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, I gotta I mean, hit that button yeah. I gotta punch that red button I'll use my stretchy fingers while my wife's cooking dinner and I'll mm-hmm. like push the button and then like all hell." breaks loose um like there's the uh rumor that the guy who plays dennis from it's always sunny in philadelphia maybe that's been like a fan casting oh yeah yeah uh, um glenn howard in or whatever and i kind of mm. like that because he's kind of like mischievous he's kind of like oh shit you know what i mean like he can have those kind of like oh shit moments so it's like oh shucks like yeah you know yeah, yeah. I'll, make right, I'll make it right i'll make it right i'll make it right i'll make it right and just spazzing out um, because Reed's like a fucking spaz like he fucks shit up so bad. Reed fucks shit up so bad for everyone all the time. <laughs> um when he's always trying to fix everything. Um yeah, yeah. Maybe Justin Lin having left the fast franchise will direct our Fantastic Four movie. Maybe, maybe <laughs> now that he's um not making uh the Fast and the Fury X return to Xander Cage. Um <laughs> If uh, if you'd like to be part of our family, you could find us at the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast Facebook group, a wonderful place that we have curated that we're very happy exists, where you can talk about any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe or pop culture at large. You name it. You can email us at mcu beyond infinity podcast at gmail.com please remember to follow i found out it's not subscribe it's follow because we're a podcast uh, <laughs> someone mentioned that to me i should say follow um whatever podcast provider you're listening to us on rate us five stars on spotify because you can do that now as well as apple podcast very excited about multiverse of madness next week travis we might take a week off from our moonlighting nighting excursion to finally talk about the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Sam Raimi's first film in, like, 10 years. <laughs> it's Ozda oh, wow. Green yeah, Powerful.
1: it is. I didn't realize it had been that long.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ozda Green Powerful is a movie that I call, like, a, a movie that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember that movie, really? <laughs> like, I don't really remember it. It kind of just, like, came and went and, like, never mm-hmm. really existed. And it's a bummer that that's Sam Raimi's last movie. And it's funny that the thing that he coming back with is this giant like half a million dollar franchise thing that they're building up to have like end game level repercussions all the time (laughs) because everything that needs to make money in the movie theaters has to have like a million moments where it's like i have to see that in the movie theater you know uh which i'm excited for as an mcu fan Mm -hmm. i'm excited that we get to talk about it next week and until next week with the multiverse of madness my name is john i'm travis groovy because that's like the least cool thing uh, Bruce is Campbell does